Material Components Episode 49 The Road to Stormhaven Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How you doing? Doing good. All right. Awesome. You know, I'm doing. Uh, hey, folks. I am Olivia. I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer, who's a little bit sick. <laughs> uh, I am Michael, and on today's episode, I'm playing Sid Emberlight, half-elf rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, like always, the Hobgoblin Warlock. <laughs> Indeed. A permanent state our friend Reed is in. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm permanently Hob. <laughs> but that brings us to the question I would like to ask, which I ask every time, and that is, do you remember what happened last time? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we woke up. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose that happened two times ago, but... Technically, yeah. We woke up, and uh, we're in Wick Wars Landing. Uh-huh. It's um, true. Yeah. And, uh... We have been whittled down from our previous numbers. The mayor went back to Blue Gulch, and the dwarves, I'm sure, headed back down to Srothheim. And now it's just us and Darren Dunn. And Netta. Netta's here, too. Yep. Surprise. Nice. Yeah, there's a couple of conversations that happened. Uh, one with Tears mm-hmm. and Netta, and then one with Darren Dunn and Sid. Um, yeah, and nothing of mm-hmm. consequence was known. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> if uh, Olivia and Lisman would care to regale us of what was gleaned from those conversations, um, I'm gonna genuinely need help, guys. It's been a rough one today. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I remember we talked, but um, uh, wasn't it revealed that <clears throat> Nanta? like was involved with um what's his face rashad was she was one of his students yes right um that was confirmed yes yes um and yeah told her all about all the nonsense we've been getting into Mm -hmm. sort of publicly which is probably not gonna come back to bite us later no consequences whatsoever well, to any of my actions. You did discover that maybe some of those consequences were already having happened, uh, seeing as Netta is no longer a member of the Thunder Guard. Yep. Fire mom fire. Due to her Technically, negligence I... and deceit. Um, yeah. She seems okay with I'm... that. I'm doing fine. Yeah. Re the Jarashir, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's Shikar focus on what really Shikar counts. Shikar was like, hey, this kid kicks ass. Or at least that is what is publicly but, being said, yep. yes. Yes. Yep. yep. It's probably uh, probably true, though. It's probably 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Kick ass. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I got some like nice inspirational hugging in too. It was good. It's true. Uh, mostly because it seems as though Netta has turned a corner where her belief in the the Jarashir religion is concerned, and Tirza perhaps has her first apostate under her belt in her semi-Protestantial movement. Hey, you know who Jesus' first follower was? His mom. So... This is true. I want to read the Gospel of Neta when it comes out. When it Honestly? Comes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, Thunder Jesus, what else did you learn? <laughs> um, oh god, I'm like, not Thunder Jesus at all. <laughs> oh boy. Um, no, you're Snunder Jesus. Snake Thunder Jesus. <laughs> what else did I learn? Um... Oh, I also learned about the other follower of Rashad, oh, who yeah. is um, right. his own Judas name? Iscariot. <laughs> uh, yes, who was the one who reported Rashad eventually to? Um, God, I forgot what I wrote as the note for him. That's great. Uh, his name is Agni Brandbearer, and he is. The Anjaras of the Jarashir. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's a... Um, yeah, he's like super devout and... He is the, the, great. the Captain also, America Also, I'm cutting out a little bit, so... Sorry if I'm... You're fine yeah. on my end. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, yes, after learning that Agni Brandbearer, one of the other... Uh, holders of the the augurs the augur bearers of the jarashir which are these 12 saint-like figures of which tirza is one the last cool. of their coming is meant to signal the beginning of the end when it comes to the valley so it's fine i'm sure mm-hmm. it's just a coincidence really but you learned if any of Rashad, Jeremiah Payne's old students, would know precisely the details of the heresies of which Rashad spoke, it would be Agni Brandbearer. So at some point I'm going to have to go to him and be like, um, Agni, I'm doing a book report and (laughs) I'm supposed to interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. You also learned that the brand bearer's last known destination was to the south of Fort Verge. Right. To uh, deal with the realm scar nonsense that uh, Valor and Camion are also dealing with. That is an assumption that you made, yes. Though yeah. the, the single line of reporting that Neto was able to bring you probably points you in that direction, but you don't 100% know. I'm, yeah, I'm. That would make sense. Sure. So, Um, yeah. uh, Basically, your conversation boiled down to that. Uh, Netta still hasn't really talked to you about the whole looking like you're in your mid-twenties now thing. 
It's fine. It's probably nothing. You did learn about a nifty property <gasps> of your armor, though. Lit- literally the next day at work, uh, my manager was like, Hey, how was D&D last night? And I screamed a little <laughs> bit. It's <laughs> like... I'll never die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You've got extremist armor. Yeah, armor. That, that sounds like a challenge to the DM, but okay. <laughs> My oh yeah, I mean, it it, it <laughs> has decided. to happen sometimes. Um, yeah, if I uh, use storm strike while not wearing my armor, it suddenly appears on me. That is convenient. <laughs> It's so cool. <laughs> and may or may not blind your allies slash enemies around you. Well, you know, it didn't end up being that big of a deal. <laughs> it's actually pretty bad. Hey, time. if they're tough enough, it won't. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> but leastways, that occurred after another conversation that was had by young Mr. Sid Embelite. Yeah, yeah, Sid had a conversation with Darren, um, started asking about uh, Lucidian and and Farium Seer and his mother, and uh, a couple of things came up. Uh, one, he has a sister, mm. um, so he didn't take that super well. Um, and what's her name? <clears throat> You know, we don't have to get into the finer details of the conversation here. No, 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 but for like the listeners, you know. Let's, yeah, let's, let's they know. Name. They know what it is. Can I, can I get at that name? I'm, I'm having trouble remembering what it is. Yeah, I don't remember at all. You know, I don't remember things. Well, I mean, who, who can say? Who can really say what, what her <laughs> name was? Yes, you um, learned of a possible sister by the name of Siangela Lyadon. Uh, and the C part of that, um, is that uh, CI, Mike, just for SI. SI. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so I have a sister and apparently I have like cousins and and just other distant relatives and stuff all in Farium's here. Um, so upon learning that, which pretty shocking, uh, Sid and Darren started getting uh, pretty drunk. Um <laughs> just to sort of cope with the information. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, there was no negative consequences for that drinking. So it's true. Right up until the cult of, of Dahaka attacked. That is when the consequences started. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because while you were recuperating within the small five bedroom inn of the lonely worm owned and operated by a copper dragonborn that seemed to owe something to Darren Dunn, you were attacked suddenly by a very aggressive and seemingly somewhat prepared for you force of cultists of Ozzy Dahaka attacked from... Full-blown full wearing the crest of pyre scale now in a blatant fuck you to all of us <laughs> mm-hmm. like 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 the next like okay i know that we're gonna go over bad but like we gotta like call zenerva because like mm-hmm. come on yeah come on dick. <laughs> to be clear 
the brands on the cultist individual arms, barring one very important exception, were still the three-toed brand that you had been familiar with up till this point. Oh, gotcha. The distinct yeah. marking that marked them as possibly connected to Pyrescale was the fact that they were all wearing horned masks that seemed to replicate Pyrescale's humanoid visage. Yeah. Come on! The one yeah. exception to that was the strange draconic humanoid which accompanied these cultists. Its own brand, not located on its inner forearm, but on its upper arm, was that five-toed sigil that you saw brandished on banners that moved before Pyrescale himself. Yeah. And on that one fire giant. And on that one fire giant. That brand seemingly allowed this draconic creature to shift through its chromatic variance at will so that it could use different types of elemental attacks on you. It was a spellcaster of some renown. It was able to fight you pretty well and then immediately abandon the fight when it knew it had no chance of winning. Using some sort of magical artifact to teleport away. Yeah. Yeah. Said artifact, up until its destruction, was being used to seemingly control Darren Dunn. They had a kidnapper. To what ends, you still do not know. Oh. Gotta find out. It's probably because he has such a sparkling personality and everyone wants to hang out with him. Yeah. Or all yeah. that cool, sh- or all that cool shit he did in the fight before he got uh, controlled. Okay. Yeah, he was so helpful. Wait. He just threw up on the ground a lot. He's <laughs> having a hard time, you guys. Everyone's having a hard time. Yeah, like God, <laughs> just scream into a jar like Cherish does. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's Cherish's scream jar. <laughs> oh, no. oh, and we also can't forget the most important detail. Um, Grawl had another son. Oh, yes. Another oh. blood son. Bouncing baby boy. <laughs> would you call him Hemogoblins? <laughs> Hemogoblins. Yes. Hemogoblins. Hemogoblins, yes. I think is yeah. the best name for those creatures. Uh-huh. That being oh, said, you did God. learn something exquisitely important in relation to those hemogoblins, your strange blood specters you can summon. Right. If you put your claim on them, they do not disappear into ash like the rest of the bad boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How often can you do that? Can you just do that to every corpse? It doesn't say. It seems no. like <laughs> I can just kind of like willy-nilly drag my sword across the battlefield and just be like, look at my army. I'll look it up. As long I'll as look you've it up. Them. Yeah, as long as... Yeah, I I don't know if willy-nilly is a phrase they tend to use in most of the uh, D&D books. Yeah, it says 1x willy-nilly time. Yeah, I'm looking at the book right here. He's right. (laughs) Once you you bind a specter in this fashion, you can't use this feature again until you finish a long rest. Ah, there you go. So, let us be clear on that one. One willy and or nilly. But both the Spectre and the Strange Magical Artifact were both banished by Tirza Cloakbearer herself when she used all of her Leon hands to heal Cherish back from the brink of death. Mm-hmm. Yet again. And I'm what's, sitting at 10 what's 18. that about? 
I'm sitting at 10 HP. Share that love. <laughs> yeah, it's like the end of the Fuck. fight. I didn't even need that many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, just yes, doing, end you're of just fight. Nobody needs the... that many. <laughs> and then the second wave of the cultists show up, and Grawl's like, "Peace, dudes, I'm outie." I have other healing spells. Leastways, at the end of that fight, as you recovered yourselves, it was determined that this place is no longer safe. You still have some decisions to make about your final destination, but at least in the meantime, you are headed to Stormhaven. The road to the east, which will eventually split to the north or to the south, goes through the major metropolis of the Tempest Rest Valley. So you gathered your things. You found that your horses were still around and available to you. Uh, they had apparently been tethered nearby at a stable. Hmm. And... Tirza, you don't know what ha became of Carrie, though you... Yeah. Assume she just wandered off into starlight. Aw. But to be resummoned at any point of your choosing. Yeah. I don't. It is is fine steed. Is it the same steed every time, or have I just been summoning a bunch of random deer and calling them all the same name? That is, is a very that interesting question, and one I think you should ask your reindeer. <laughs> uh, I have a question that I just remembered because the the train of thought was, oh, I should name my unnamed horse. Let me get that NPC name generator. <laughs> hey, where's the long forgotten Ted Montgomery? Oh, oh no, he long forgotten. Yeah, I think that was his name. Who? The Hank um, Montgomery, the long forgotten Hank Montgomery, my shield the... guardian. Yeah. That is a very <clears throat> a very good question. I think I told him to follow the carriage. That guy. Who? Oh no. Mike is sipping water. That means oh. almost certainly yes. Well, that was short lived. <laughs> yeah. How strange. Just, yeah, cuz he's probably it's probably too far away for me to give mental commands, yeah. <laughs> No. Again, uh, as we've determined, there is no limit so long as you two are on the same plane of existence. Okay. <laughs> it's just a robot running through the Tempest Rest <laughs> Valley. <laughs> uh, we need to, story. I was just about to say, we need to like find a game that has mechanics that support this and then just do like a a a little mini arc of just his adventures. <laughs> I mean, I'm just imagining a homeward bound scenario here. Right? Yeah. I was thinking more like Oppa's Lost Days or whatever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. One day you we'll, know what? we'll do the giant automaton one shot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I'll decide I'll do I'll decide what to do when we decide where we go. I'm not going to be like, come to Stormhaven or direct it towards Stormhaven and then be like, okay, come to this place. I'm just going to be like, go to this place. Hopefully you'll beat us there. I don't know. <laughs> so as you've collected your things and you begin heading southward towards the edge of town, you realize that it is closing in on evening. Uh, if you start now, you will be having to travel during the night. So 
the first decision and where we jump in now is with the four of you, Netta and Darren Dunn, deciding the best course of action now that your presumably safe location has been compromised. And we're we're still in Wickmore's Landing right now. Oh yes, absolutely. It is the night of the twentieth of Ember. It mm-hmm. is a three-day journey, two and a half-ish, to Stormhaven from here. I I just remembered, I know we're done with the recap, but I, I just remembered that Neta is also terrified of Talila. <laughs> I mean, but who isn't? Me, I love her. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. we gotta go, I guess. Uh... Unless you yeah. want to just stick it out here and hope that no more cultists show up. That's also How did an they... with our with our luck. <laughs> probably yeah. Not I'll say as of right now, us? you are all gathering at the in the common room of the Lonely Worm. Your horses are tied up outside. Most of your gear and packs are already ready to go but you are just finalizing prep to leave. But for the moment, you are still at the Lonely Worm. We we should go. We should head yeah. out. Yeah. How, okay. how, could they have, how could they have found us? How does this keep happening when we come to this town? Well, I mean, it's happened basically everywhere we've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only <laughs> it's only happened here twice, so statistically it keeps it's happened here more, but only by one. <laughs> yeah. Just it seems like every time we come here, the same thing happens. Again, we've only been here well, we've only been here three times, and we it's only happened times. twice. Yeah, that's true. Uh yeah, we I I don't think we can stay. No, I mean My only concern is What's stopping them from following us? I mean, nothing. Nothing's happened. Nothing stopped them previously. So, so by by that argument, is any it, like is being here any more or less safe than being out on the road by ourselves? Well, it's safer for people around us, I'm sure, if we're not just you know having every inn ambushed. Yeah, yeah, that is a. That's a good point. I don't think they'd let us stay if we up front went up to the, you know, the owner and said, hey, can we stay here? Also, by the way, you might get your whole thing wrecked by a bunch of cultists. But we tip really well. so. <laughs> but we do tip really well. <laughs> so it's probably like it, saying, you know, it, out, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and in all fairness, this is the first time the cultists have come to you. Last time you came to the cultists. That is true. Yeah, they should be the one yeah. worried it ends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're fairly certain that that was a trap, considering yeah. they sprung a trap, but... So yeah. yes, what are you trying to yeah. do? Where are you going? We should, we should head out. We should yeah, go. towards Stormhaven. Yeah. So you wish to travel by night, leaving Wickmore's Landing in the early evening hours and pressing on into darkness? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. I'm almost dead. <laughs> almost dead. Oh, yeah, I'm probably drunk at this point still. Mm-hmm. We'll say the the buzz is slowly wearing off, having <laughs> been burned away by adrenaline and blood loss. <laughs> and, like, being gassed by a poison cloud. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably threw up a bit after that. <laughs> <laughs> Netta also has a horse. It seems she has this huge Clydesdale-looking war horse that it oh, is yeah. like Palomino, kind of like brown fading to white. Um, Cute. And Darren Dunn has his donkey, which he will conjure outside. Did he say that it had a name? Nope. Okay. To be fair, no one has asked up to this point. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you head off. Yeah. Do you take the, the direct route out of town, southward? Uh, I mean, would we know of any other ways to... You've spent enough time in the city that you know that there are a couple of routes out of the city. You could very easily track through the middle of town... Uh, which is a, a bustling marketplace called the Glimmering Bazaar. You could skirt around the edges of town, sticking to the riverside until you eventually make your way out of town. Or you could head up into the, the foothills, the richer part of town, and kind of skirt your way out that way. And once you get away from the Lonely Worm, like, this is still Wickmore's Landing. It is a bustling trade community. So there's still people out and about. Streetlights are lit. This place doesn't really rest. It's definitely quieter than Stormhaven at night, but here in the early evening, there's still plenty of people out on the town. The streets around the Lonely Worm seemed oddly devoid of passers-by. But maybe that's because the people wandering the street seeing creepy dudes with knives and masks walking towards an inn tend to scatter. Yeah. Oh, all those those people in the dragon masks. That's interesting. Oh, they all have knives. Oh God. <laughs> oh, they're the knife cultists, not not the, the fun juggling knife cultists. They have red, big red noses. Mm-hmm. To be fair, that's um, probably part of the Bard's Guild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, right? It it then becomes the okay. The roads that are less populated might be. You know, it might be less noticeable for us to leave, but there's also, like, no one around if we get jumped. And I guess there's also the question of whether or not you want to stock up on supplies before you leave as well. God, yeah. Do we have rations? Or... Probably not. Well... Darren Dunn has wine. So our wine supplies... That's all we need. (laughs) So it took us... How many days to get to the bulwark again? From Blue Gulch, 10. Yes, 10. So, and we bought 20 rations before we left. This is yes. true. So we should still have 10 left. Yeah, fair enough. So you have 10 days worth of hardtack rations. Very definitely Which enough get to get us to Stormhaven, Stormhaven at least. Yeah. Okay, well then... Yeah, I, I think we should just go as quickly as possible. 
you know, sooner the better. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that plan. Let's do that. Do you guys seeing the light? And is that just me? Seeing the light. Yeah, and it's getting kind of fuzzy. All cast. And Netta will say, perhaps that is because you have made pact with fell magics. That also might be it. I could. It could be blood loss. Who knows? <laughs> yes, it seems like you would need a lot of blood to make that undead fiend that you conjured. No, that wasn't mine. That was his. Yes, you had ripped the soul from the body of that dead man. Tomato, tomato, soul, blood sign. It's okay. fine. Fiends are like really specific things. Mm. <laughs> hey, baby, don't bring her attention to you and your knowledge of fiends. Listen, I'm purple. <laughs> I haven't gotten to say that in a while, but I'm purple. <laughs> And there is a, a four-winged raven riding uh, on the horn of your saddle. It's going to be the most awkward. All right. Road trip. Woo. With my friends my and my friends. mom. <laughs> if she even looks at the lesser, I'm going to flip my shit. Moving through Wickmore's Landing, you are constantly under the surveillance of the strange, waxy, living wicks that live and dwell here in the city. Curled little homunculi of wax with flame-ridden heads that rest atop the tall lampposts here and there on the streets of this place. They don't turn and react as you move past, but some of you are more acutely aware of their presence than others. As you move, you get into more and more populated areas of the city. Again, Wickmore's Landing is a bustling trade town. It seems as though the roads in and out of the drylands have opened up in the last week or so, and trade is uh, flurrying. On the road, you can definitely hear whispered rumors and people talking out loud, discussing the fact that there is a hobgoblin legion, and then some, on the move. It's impossible to hide those kinds of numbers when they decide to move. And the town is alight with people discussing what's going on. And nobody really has it right. Well, of course not. <clears throat> there are lots of the people thinking that they're going to go invade the Sun Pass Tower. There's people thinking they're going to go invade Blue Gulch. There's people who are saying they've made, like, some kind of deal with the deep seams where they're going to split the town in half. It's hilarious. <laughs> Funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. As we're leaving, um, can I keep an eye out just to see if, like... I mean, obviously we probably draw some attention, but I just want to pay attention to people who are, are looking at us. Okay. Seeing if we're being followed. Give me an investigation roll. Balls. Uh, <laughs> eight. You definitely draw attention. Um, I guess the amount of attention you draw will depend entirely on how Tirza is moving. I mean... With or without a reindeer. I'm on the big glowy reindeer. Okay, yeah, you're drawing a bit of attention um, <laughs> as the big glowy reindeer moves through town. 
Um, um, I'd also, um, can I fashion a sign uh, that I can hang on my back that says, hey, Colt, please follow us. Yeah, I was going to say, how <laughs> what would do I, what would I roll? Well, finding us? What would I roll for that? <laughs> Please roll a performance hey. check. Okay. I I have a disadvantage on stealth. <laughs> I have to play to my character. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no. Okay, yeah. You don't say honk if you love cultists on your back. Um, no. But, yeah, as you move through town, eventually you push towards the edge, and by that point it is near on full night the sun having set behind the storm wall. You're passing through the hour of the storm lights with the weird reflecting gloam, and by the time you're getting out onto the road, it is dark. It is overcast, it seems a strange storm swept in a few hours ago, and a light snowfall is coating Wickmore's Landing. Oh, hey, just out of curiosity... All this weather talk. Can I cast Druidcraft really quick? Absolutely. Just to see if, like, this is going to get bad. The forecast calls for clear skies in the next 24 hours. Cool. It will be abrasively cold moving up through the Riverlands, but it should be clear at the very least. Okay. I gotta start using that more. It's very fun. As you make your way out the southern end of the city, you see the river in the distance and the familiar shapes of barges on the docks down there. If your eyes don't betray you, you might even recognize three of those barges having been repaired and uh, retooled, but hold up here for the winter. It seems as though the winter is not a very good time to be going up and down river. This late in the winter, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Pressing out into darkness, the night is cold and dark, and the only light being cast is whatever it is you bring with you once you are outside the city limits. Yeah, I'll... Pass a familiar, uh, like, stables on the way out of town. Recognizing the place where you purchased your last round of horses. Where a couple of your horses are still from. I thought we bought those horses at Crescent's Edge. Mm, oh, yes. No, so you're absolutely right. Apologies. Okay. No, you're fine. Still on just a random horse that Yawn stole, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all good. So, moving out of town, moving into the night, how long, how far do you travel? Uh, well, I don't think we should go all night. No. Yeah, how, how far is it to that, that, like, campground on the three bridges, or the three, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Tribridge. Uh, tri Tribridge, yeah. Tribridge is about a day's hike from Wickmore's Landing. Okay. So if you pushed all night, yeah. you could probably get there by, like, early morning. Yeah. Then we'd be so sleeping all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, 
I guess we should I mean, just keep it keep an eye out for a spot that would look out of the way. Yeah, I figure we just we put some distance between us and Wickmore's landing and and then set up camp somewhere and set up watch. How far away like so so Tears' reindeer is glowing like softly. Is it uh, softly? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. She's not like a beacon. That's, as that's hilarious sad. as that would be. Imagine like a glow stick that has slowly faded over hours and now just has a soft luminescence to it. Okay, gotcha. Okay, just want to make sure. It's like enough that I I don't think I can see by her at no. all. So the the amount of light she gives off is like a star glow in the dark star stickers that you'd put on your ceiling. Gotcha. Mm. Enough that you could, like, definitely pick it out of a black background, but not enough to actually see by. Mm. So, yeah. How late do you push? A couple hours, I'd say. Okay. After about an hour, you come to a fork in the road. One leading to the west, one leading to the east. You can see that there is a small encampment set up at the fork in the road. It's a small trading post and... uh place for people to camp if they wanted to before actually getting into Wickmore's Landing. Yeah, we, um, can't, can't, we can't stop here. No. So, let's go east. Heading east, you press on for a couple more hours. The land here is low. It's just kind of uh, roughly forested land. It's riverlands. It's like there's deciduous trees, there's tall grasses, uh, there's some marshy spots, but there is some perfectly dry land, especially south of the road. Pushing on long enough, it is really dark once you're at the point where you feel like you need to sleep. There is no star or moonlight above you because of the overcast clouds. And... Seeing is becoming difficult for, I would say, a chunk of the party at this point. Some of you have dark vision, but uh, Netta and Tirza definitely don't. Mm -hmm. And you're a little unsure about Darren Dunn, be though he his listing might not necessarily be because he can't see, but because yeah. he is so drunk. Yeah. Because, yeah, he has not stopped just emptying wineskins that he will pull out of the uh, saddlebags of his donkey. There How seems to be a near limitless number of them. Guy, yeah, I was just about to say. This guy is like that fucking, that fucking dude from Popeye who eats all the hamburgers. I swear to God. <laughs> Except he never offers to pay you Tuesday. No. No. He just, he just has the burgers. <laughs> he just somehow he has, has the burgers. Oh, Wimpy? Wimpy? Is that Wimpy. the guy's name? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. But yes, eventually you find a suitable campsite just off the road, maybe behind a small copse of trees, so you're not entirely visible from the road. You find your tents are still in working order, your sleeping rolls are still fine. The, the tarps you use as rain covers for your tents are still fine. Darren Dunn doesn't seem to have any such accommodation. Netta has her own personal tent that she has. 
going to guess Darren Dunn just kind of passes out on the ground. If nobody says anything, that's precisely what he'll do. Do we have, we don't have anything extra, right? We don't have. No. 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 Well, I take my like big heavy cloak, the one for using that we bought for using up north and I'll just like drape it over him. <laughs> and he's already he's fine by now. the time you do that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the first time I've taken care of a passed out Darren Dunn and I'm I'm sure it won't be the last. Yeah, he's sort of just like collapsed up against his donkey. Uh, that is just casually settling down to seemingly be his pillow for the evening. Yeah. And you all take your rest. Uh, would you like to take a watch or just sacking out? No, we should take a watch. Yes, we should yeah. take a watch. Uh, but that brings up the question of a fire. Right. If you're going to take a watch, Netta is more than happy to share the load. Hmm. Uh, her opinion is that any kind of fire would just make you stand out in the night. I yeah. agree. I, okay. I agree. And we don't, our rations, I don't believe, need to be prepared by no, fire. Because it's usually like jerky and stuff, right? Gross, yeah. gross trail I was rations, mostly, yeah. It's hard to <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was mostly... I mostly meant in terms of like being able to see for having watch for you and Netta. But yeah. if it's not an ish, then it's not an ish. Okay. Who uh, are we doing the normal watch order then? Yeah. And then Netta can slot in wherever she wants, I guess. So Sid, Cherish, Tears of Grawl. Mm hmm. And uh, Netta will uh, take first watch, just so you can all start getting some rest. She seems to be um, of the opinion that maybe you've slept long enough already, but you do what you need to do. Yeah, are we even tired? Uh, you are actually nearly exhausted. It's one of yeah. those things where it's ah. like, you slept for way too long. Yeah. And it wasn't like a natural sleep, right? Mm. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. And then we, like, got the shit kicked out of us by a bunch of assassins. That happened, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So Netta is doing first watch? If you want her to, or she can slot in wherever you want her to. Uh, I don't necessarily need help on my watch. I I have night vision. Um, Maybe... Well, no, she is willing to take, uh, like, first of five. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, sure. Do we want to do that? Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. That's fine. Let's do that. Okay. Everybody give me perception checks. Oh, lovely. Not betraying me. Ooh, that's not bad. Oh, hey. hey. What do we got? Eighteen. Nice. It's going to be uh, 22 for Sid. Hmm. Hey, 16. Seven. I can't <laughs> yeah. see anything. Yeah. And Netta got pretty much the same. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the night is bitterly cold, especially without a fire. 
your watches are fairly miserable affairs. You're kind of like stamping a little bit to keep warm, rubbing hands together, uh, kind of rubbing at the arms. You've still got your heavy winter clothing, but it is awfully, awfully cold. This is like February in Wisconsin. It's bad. You are uncertain about certain sounds you'll hear in the night. You're not used to this land. If you're very, very quiet, you can hear the sound coming down the river of the huge creaking of the windmills that are across the river from Wickmore's Landing. They're so big and the night is so still that you can still hear just the the low, tremulous of the creaking windmills upriver. It's only when the wind is right, though. Occasionally that sound will fade, but over the course of all of your watches, it's just something you pick up on. Mm. Sid. Yes. You are maybe not roused. I don't know exactly how much sleep you got between Netta's watch and when she calls you up, but you're slowly sobering up. Yeah. Um, Got like a, a fierce like hour 45 power nap in maybe. It makes a big difference, you know. But as you are stirred by Netta, she will kind of just gruffly pass the watch off to you before beginning to strip off her armor and crawl into a tent. Oh, good. My turn. As you do, you notice the... The winter here is... Very reminiscent of the winters in Stormhaven, with one big exception, and that's that snow sticks to the ground here. That was never really an issue in the more urban parts of the city. Like, you'd Mm -hmm. get snowfall in Stormhaven, but way too quickly it would just turn into slush and sludge as the either the pollution of the city or just the the traffic of the city would eventually just melt it away. The press of bodies. The... Wind coming off the river is also just bitterly cold. Mm-hmm. As you are taking your watch, though, you will notice a small bird on the lower limb of a tree nearby. Can I tell what kind of bird it is? Looks like a robin. Does that, I mean, I, I, does that mean anything to Sid? No, not necessarily. It just looks Mm. like a bird that's sleeping up in a branch. It is only conspicuous due to the fact that it is alone and sitting in a tree that is otherwise bereft of foliage. But its plumage is all poofed up and it's kind of like tucked into its breast feathers. Does it look like it's looking at us, or is it just chilling? It looks like it's asleep. Alright. No, I don't think much of it then. Okay. Your watch passes uneventfully. Cherish. Yeah? As you are awoken for your watch, you find again this bitter cold night. The winds cutting against your skin. Once you're sure that Sid is asleep, or 
once the lesser is sure that Sid is asleep, he will speak up and say, Okay, why do you keep doing that? What? Rushing headfirst into things when the fighting starts. You clearly can't take a punch. I mean, no, I... Not a lot of the time. You weren't there at the Sun Pass Tower. I did a really good job in that one. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I just... Matt says it's because you're trying well, to prove something, but I would just want the answer straight well, from the source. Well, I'm glad that you two are having such lovely conversations behind my back. Oh yeah, she's a treat. Yeah, I know. It's kind of worrisome that you guys can have conversations that I can't hear, also. It's mostly yeah. when you're asleep. Um, hmm. Well, I just... I. <laughs> I want to feel useful, I guess. I Sure, but that doesn't involve, do... like, throwing your head into a meat grinder. I can do... I can do really cool stuff, and I just want... I just want people to think that I'm cool and worth being around. Okay. Well, don't die so much. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, you know, die all the way, and then they won't have to worry about it anymore. That's also uh, a way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let me just die all the way, then everything will be cool. Maz, in your mind, will say, Do not take the imp's advice. He simply wishes to see your soul damned to Bator. <laughs> Is that what would happen? I don't say I, I I don't say that out loud. But and replying to Maz. Maz says Most likely you have made a pact with this creature. No, oh, I thought it was the other way around. These things cut both ways, child. Hmm, that makes sense. You would not be beholden to the imp, of course, but until we learn its true motivations and masters, we do not know where your soul is bound. I suppose that's true. <sighs> yeah, okay, yes, I have- I feel like I have something to prove. Whatever. The lesser will sort of shrug and say, hey! I'm just wondering your thought process, alright? If I'm going to be ordered around by someone, I don't want to be ordered around by someone who's going to get me killed because they think they got something to prove. But it sounds like that's going to happen, so, you know, fuck it, I guess. I don't really get a well, choice in the I matter. I was going to kind of take a backseat you know, be a little safer, quote-unquote, but 
We got caught off guard, and I, I guess I panicked. That's what panicking looks like for you, huh? Yeah, I definitely could have made some smarter choices back there. Yeah. Yeah, you could have. Yeah. Look, I don't have such a huge ego that I can't admit when I make mistakes. That's good. That's a good place to start. And he's uh, definitely turned into his imp form, and he's just kind of like kicking some frosty dirt on the ground in the middle of the campsite as you're having this conversation. It's like bandy legs kind of off to the side. Mm-hmm. Maz will say in your mind, I do not trust this creature. Yeah, I mean, I don't exactly like this arrangement, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to play this one by ear. Yes. And I was not being entirely truthful about the soul going to Bator. Honestly, I don't know. I was just trying to scare you. I apologize. That's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> and after that, Thank your you. watch I passes guess. rather uneventfully, unless you have anything you want to ask of the lesser. <laughs> uh, not right now. There was a thing I wanted to do, but... I'm still not, I'm actually not sure if that's like, what if it would even be a thing. So. Okay. We'll wait on that. Afterwards, you pass the watch to Tirza. Tirza, it is cold and dark and you don't like it. No. Not even, sort of. You can't see ten feet beyond the camp. It is very upsetting when sounds come across the the low, wet moors out here because you have no idea where they're coming from. And the only comfort you take is that nearby is Netta and if shit broke bad, you get a very deep sense of comfort from the fact that she's nearby with her big mithril hammer. Yep. Or adamantine hammer, I should say. An effective watch, all in all. <laughs> Scared and... yeah. Passing it off to Grawl. Grawl. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything while you slept? No. Okay. Nope. But you slept? You get your... <laughs> yep. You feel well rested? Perfect. Getting that HP back. I'm... I'm imagining that, like, Grawl choosing not to do anything is, like, he's still in the dreamlands, but he's just like, mm-mm, I'm not... Just eyes covered, hands in, fingers in ears, just like, nope. That's it. That's actually a lot of people's reaction to the dreamlands. <laughs> but soon the sun is rising. Even if you can't directly see the sun, the light is beginning to break on the horizon. You pass through the hour of stormlights, and as everyone begins to wake up, you find yourself stiff, having been 
sleeping on cold earth with either even colder wind whipping past you. Even in the, the warmth and safety of your tents, it can't help but feel the chill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, press on into the 21st of Ember. Oof. If your travel calculations are correct, you should probably reach the Tri-Bridge by a little after midday. I'm assuming you do so? Yes. Right. Yes. Pressing on, the road is not at all empty. There are people traveling from Stormhaven to uh, Wickmore's Landing, from Wickmore's Landing to Stormhaven, and there are people who are moving much faster than you that will pass you on the road. Seems as though people carrying messages or uh, riders with some kind of very important thing they need to do in some other city. Yeah. <clears throat> are we slowed down by um, Darren's donkey? It seems to Darren be... Darren Del- Dunn's Del- Delirious donkey? No, wait. So long as you don't break into a full gallop, he can keep pace with you. If you ever tried to just move at full, like, sprinting speed on your horses, you would lose him in the dust. Okay. Good to know. I guess it depends on what kind of pace you're setting. I mean, probably not full full out. We want to be... Probably... Like, sort of reasonable. Yeah, we definitely need to be at least a little bit careful, um, just to keep an eye out, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. As you set this, like, decently paced, just to keep an eye out, uh, as you're moving through the day, it is cold, but it is sunny. It is clear and crisp. Eventually you'll pass a <sighs> small wagon that reads that it is or it doesn't read but it's got markings on it that marks it as a a merchant cart headed towards Stormhaven Uh, the guild it represents is clearly the uh, the it is technically called the uh, fishmongers and uh, shellfish or what would it be The Shellfish Catchers and Fishmongers Guild. Mm. And we're passing them? Yes, they're moving at a much slower pace. On your left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and sure to give them a little hello. There is a uh, blue-skinned what looks to be some sort of elf. You've seen their kind before. They're sea elves. Mm-hmm. Uh water-based creatures. Most of them live up in Lake Quelio or along the rivers somewhere. But this one is driving the cart and they'll give you a wave as you pass. Fuck. Something wrong, Elliot? No, sorry. <laughs> Fuck. I, iTunes just opened. Uh-oh. <laughs> just completely... You're listening to music slow. now. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Better be rights free. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was. I, I have my headphones on, so they wouldn't oh, okay. show up in my mic. Um, no, sorry. That's just. I have no idea why that just happened. Okay. 
in the early hours of the afternoon, you see the tri-bridge, that huge uh, Y-shaped structure that crosses where the Mages Reach River meets the Haven Flow. Where the two rivers meet, there is an enormous structure that crosses the river and bridges to the three separate sides. The moors north of Stormhaven to the road leading towards Wickmore's Landing and towards the road leading towards Stormhaven proper. You know that there is a bazaar slash encampment at the center of this bridge where travelers and merchants will stop and maybe try to hawk their wares to the travelers or travelers are just there setting up camp or breaking down camp. Um, yeah. Do you stop here or do you press on? Um, we should stop here if only for a little bit because, I mean, Cherish is going to say like, okay, we need to like, I guess, debrief about what happened yesterday, and we need to talk to Zernerva about it. Yeah. Right. Because, like, come on! <laughs> uh, does it look like there's somewhere we could go that's maybe a bit secluded, oh, or is yeah. there too many people around? Uh, there are lots of people around. Again, people coming to and from Wickmore's Landing and Stormhaven and other parts. Uh, there are a lot of uh, farm folk here. You know that this is the time of year where before uh, a lot of harvesting begins uh, in the fall, the farmers are more likely to travel during the late winter when there's not really a lot for them to do. Um mm. The month of Ember is a time of, like, getting around and doing stuff. Yeah. Especially if you're going into the big city to celebrate Ember's end. Sorry. Uh, We could always set up one of the tents and, like... I was gonna say. Sit in there. At least the, like, just, at least the four of us. It would be cramped, but it's not like we'd, like, be sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Just to have a quick convo. And you do know that the the construction, as it is set up here, is like a lot of stalls in a big semicircle at the center of the bridge. Yeah. So you could try to find an empty stall for yourselves and kind of like fence it off with horses. Yeah. Yeah, it just depends on how discreet we want to be, and I don't, I, I don't know that anyone would note notice. Maybe. I don't. You say while riding on your glowing reindeer. <laughs> exactly. People already have noticed the glowing reindeer, so they're not paying attention to any of the rest of. Oh, okay, gotcha. Their eyes are being bedazzled and enthralled <laughs> by the sparkles. Ooh, shiny! <laughs> Ooh, ah. Yeah, we could just get Carrie to wander around through the, through the. This is true. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's not bad. Battle distraction. As you're riding up onto the tri bridge someone from a, a small low encampment where they've set up this uh, a bonfire essentially in one of these low brazier like uh, fixtures that are just here on the bridge for people to make fires in will look up and uh, see you all and their eyes will get wide and you can see that it's this uh, man dressed in Sid, you would recognize this as bardic finery. He's not wearing any of the emblems of the bard's guild so you don't know which bardic college he belongs to uh, mm -hmm. but he has a loot strapped to his back and he is rubbing his hands in front of the, this fire but he'll look up as you're approaching and uh, he'll let out a low shout and say ho threadless oh, oh yeah cool 
I forgot we're famous. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse when we get into the city. Uh, Adoring fans. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And Netta will definitely, like, turn and give you a look, Tirza, and say, this story of the four of your deeds is... Well, it's quite popular in certain circles. I mean... What kind of circles? Like... <laughs> you know. There, I'm guessing. there was rumor of a, a play being written. Oh, no! Oh, where? No. Where? Where? In Storm uh, in Stormhaven? This was... We're not gonna... Before I left, mind you, but yes. Guys... Guys, we have ourselves a tremendous opportunity to, <laughs> to, to, see, a, to see a play <laughs> about us. They're not going to get a good look like it. Well, I mean, that's fine. They'll do their best, you know. But mm. this is this. It's going to be amazing. Mostly conjecture and not anything like what actually happened. You realize I'm, that you're not at all curious as to what people think. Uh, is happening with us no. or what people think we're like that's not at all not interesting to you guys not yeah not uh, even sort of all right next. <laughs> guess i'll just it'll take you okay great thanks <laughs> i'm sure it'll be around for years we'll have a very long run time oh yeah they're gonna they're gonna tour the valley yeah Neta <laughs> will shake her head and darren dunn will let out a low laugh <laughs> Uh, so we just pass by this guy, or yeah, he well, definitely was just like he's that guy who sees a famous person on the street and says, "Hey, I know who you are." Mm. Ugh. Uh, all right. Yeah, give give him a wave and like, yeah, general greeting. Mm-hmm. Halen, well met. Halen, well met. <laughs> I stick my hand. General greeting for a, for a high five. General greeting. <laughs> And uh, he's not sure what to do with this uh, hobgoblin gesture. So we've established really? the high five as an ancient hobgoblin tradition. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Hit my hand. Pause. <laughs> and he'll just like slap, just slap her. Punch your palm <laughs> slightly. That's that's fine. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> So you get into the center of the tri-bridge. <laughs> you can see that one or two other people here. There are maybe a three dozen people in total here on the bridge, either having small encampments or just resting their horses. Uh, one or two of them definitely have a spark of recognition when they see the giant celestial reindeer, and then they appraise the rest of the party and start picking the four of you out. None of us are incredibly subtle to look at. Nope. No. No. Anymore. By the way, does anyone want a hat? <laughs> yes, I'll take that hat. You're going to have the hat. It'll cost Great. you, though. I went through a lot of work. Did you? this hat. A lot. Did you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you went, like, you went, like, weeks Let's not get into the details. Let's not get into the to details. It, but okay. What we're trying to get to right now is you want this hat, and I have this hat. What I mean, I... I don't want it that bad. Get you into this hat. <laughs> yeah, what can I do to get you into this hat? Well, uh, I guess 
since we're just we're just such good friends, I, I, I figured you'd just give me the hat since you don't need it. Mm. I didn't realize there was this monetary value companionship. Well, I didn't I didn't pay for it. I just want I don't want it to be devalued. <laughs> Someone spent a lot yeah, of money. So for Sid, this. <clears throat> Sid, you yeah. should pay me the two hundred dollars. Yeah, gold. yeah. And then I Is get, it two hundred gold? I don't actually remember how much of it. How much I it get compensation on top. I take up my little finder's fee and commission. You know, <laughs> good finder's fee. She gave it to you. You didn't I find anything. It. I found I it in possession. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't spending my mom's money enough for you? <laughs> I just like give. That was ages ago. Yeah. I just give like when your mom is driving your friends somewhere and they're being loud and you're just like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but these are the people that I hang out with. <laughs> no, nah, I'm messing with you. Here's a hat. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. Um, you owe me though. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I owe you a favor. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if we can stop here and talk about this kind of stuff. We're going to probably have to. We could go people. to like the wood, you know, like a wooded area or. Yeah, just get away from Isn't people there... and. Isn't there like distinctly no wooded areas within a very large radius of this place? I yeah. I meant I'm I meant more like a like a deserted area, but yes. Well, we can go ahead on the road because how many how many days from to uh, Stormhaven? About a day and a half from where you are. So if you press on through the night and then camp, and then if you press on the whole next day, so the through the twenty second, you'll probably reach the edges of Stormhaven by the end of the day. Hmm. So maybe we can call um, Zenerva while we're on the road. You just take a break. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if that works. Does the I mean, hologram move it with works. the... No, we would, like, stop and, like, set up a tent okay. or something. Okay. And I was then... going to say, because for some reason my brain is remembering that, like, we move, but the hologram shows up in like one spot uh i'm pretty sure it's in relation it, to the watch the pocket watch okay. yeah yeah which okay. you've moving. only ever tested it while moving in terms of asking it questions not calling zenerva yeah yeah so you don't know um and i'm struggling to find the notes that i wrote down as to when zenerva was available huh to call i definitely uh -oh. wrote it down but i can't find it well, I'll tell you this much. On the pocket somewhere. watch, there are notches at 2, 10, and uh, 6. And it was, uh, what, 4? Okay. It's four. like a couple, couple of hours. Two hours after. Technically, yeah. it would be at 6, 14, and... 22 because it is a 24 hour like military Ooh. time watch. Where did I write that down? Uh, to. And she had told you in the past that she would prefer you not to contact her within four hours directly after the four event is well. Yeah, that's what I thought. So there's like a four hour window before each ritual. Mm hmm. Gotcha. Which you are squarely 
like if you are if the the time on your watch is correct the ritual should be happening any second now okay so we have four hours um so yeah we we should just stick on the road for for four hours and then and then take a break yeah yeah okay fair enough so you push off the tri-bridge yeah yeah just passing through crossing the the lower part of the bridge eventually you get onto the road towards stormhaven you can Ooh. see signposts saying how many miles it is to the city from here you press on for the next 4 hours again there are people passing you on the road it seems as though uh business towards the city is picking up as you get closer to ember's end ember's end is a pretty standard winter festival there's feasting there's uh, a small light show. Fireworks are generally uh, displayed during Ember's End. Mm -hmm. um, there is generally a display of some kind of candelabra in most homes. Um, and the city is usually flush with visitors, uh, mostly for the fireworks display that happens on Ember's End, because it is generally spectacular. It is put on by the uh, Alchemists Guild most years. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Generally, they also do it in conjunction with uh, the High and Venerable Order of Combustioneers, which is an evocation school of wizards and mages. Nice. So yeah, you push on for the next four hours? Yeah. Yes. I think okay. so. Everyone give me perception checks as you're pushing on along the road. Just okay. keep rolling, rolling, rolling. That's a nat 20. Oh, shit. Okay. I got a 12. Doesn't matter what I roll, then. I got a 7. Oh, I got a 26. Mm. Wow. Uh, and that's with an 18? Yeah. <laughs> um, Tirza, Sid, you notice the the birds out and about this day. There are lots of them. Um, it seems as though they're strangely active today. Um, you'll see flocks of them moving above you. Mostly they are moving southward. Or no, northward. My apologies. Is that odd? No, not necessarily. It's just it's something of note today. There are lots of birds out. And it seems late in the winter, um, mostly birds travel south uh and if they're migrating north already, that's a little weird, but nothing to really write home about. Also, I don't know if either of you would know enough about nature to really make that. Uh, I, mean, I was, I, I was. I could roll gonna... a nature check, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, do I see any robins? Sort of like the bird that I saw last night. Yeah, you see a bunch of them actually. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would make anything of it. Okay. Yeah. Olivia has a theory, but uh, I am not sure. Yeah. As you're riding, when you're on stretches of the road where it's just the six of you, Netta mm. will try to get the story of uh, 
where the armor came from and why you look different, Tirza. Oh, oh, I'll tell her. Okay. I'll just tell her the whole story. It's that's fine. Oh, it's, a, it's a really good story, Natalie. Really it good. is a really good it's, story. It's honestly, I mean, as upsetting as it was to be living in the story, it's one of our least upsetting stories. Yeah. I mean, we almost got killed by a storm giant. And also Sid and also Sid almost ate me, but that's mm-hmm. fine. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> remember that part, unfortunately. Yeah. But um Unfortunately, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> he was very Thanks. into being a snow leopard. <laughs> it was, it was fun, you know. As you tell this story of how you found your way into the the borders of the Eastwood, tracked the cult activity to the the realm scar, found your way to the beast lands, were transformed by animals, discovered your maladies, and confronted the the strange. Lang creature that you now know has stolen some of your items, Grawl. Butthole. <laughs> That's an, also an ancient hobgoblin uh, insult. <laughs> Butthole. 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 You tell about how you cleverly like got Sid back under control using the the necklaces you bargained for, you transformed yourselves back and managed to slip back through the portal, all while being chased by a colossus of a storm giant riding a crazy flaming mammoth. What I type in that I can turn into a regular one of those now. <laughs> what do you say in regards to the structure that you saw there, Tirza? Because who knows about that? Only me. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, um, actually, no, told I told Cherish, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you get past the part with Andrin Jinyi and, like, walking into its mouth and Netta's sort of just in awe. Yeah. And I I think, like, Tirza still is, too. Like, talking about it is, like, the fucking most surreal, like, crazy awesome event. Yeah, ever. especially Andron Jinyi is one of the more reclusive of the three gods. In the annals of the Jarashir, mostly people have contact with Shamron the Wise. It's said she will occasionally appear to the righteous and share her wisdom. Uh, very rarely people will just like straight up channel and become avatars of Azi Dahaka to become some kind of righteous brand of fury in the name of the Jarashir. Very, very rarely are people literally transformed by Andron Jinyi. In fact, there is only one other story of that happening. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd probably tell it kind of... I kind of go through all of it and, like, build up to it and then get... She gets super, like, emotional and, like, not awkward, but it's less of a story and more of a just like, and this, th- and then this happened. And oh my God. Um, I, I think I probably tell her everything I can remember about the structure. Okay. You describe this weathered mound that you mistook for a hill when you were atop it. <laughs> that was, a huge, almost statue 
of Ozzy Dehaka. It wound its way up, and the, the three heads of the creature met at the summit, and was intertwined precisely where the realm scar had appeared. Yeah. And the, the details of that structure are unlike anything that the, the modern Jarashir have record of or have constructed. Jarashir temples, for the most part, are pretty basic in their construction, as I described sort of with Jeremiah Payne. Even the oldest ones aren't these elaborate, grand statuary. It just isn't something that's known to the Jarashir. The construction methods are well beyond outside of, like, magic users. And yeah. there are some of those at any of the Bari, but nothing to this scale. Pardon the pun. <laughs> no Wait. pardon needed. <laughs> Wait, you found you found evidence of the Jarashir being from another plane of existence? Well... We don't know that that's what that was. I mean, that's, that's pretty. They were that's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah, I. I mean, right after that, we closed our first realm scar. I was mostly focused on that. Um, but the more I think about pain and what he said. Yeah, the more I can't help but wonder where they did come from or what, how that got there. Does it look like uh, Netta knows anything? She's definitely very contemplative when you're discussing that bit. She is astounded at first and she definitely exclaims about... If only you could show... She believes you implicitly about all of this. But her whole thought process kind of drives towards... If only you could show the other Augur Bears or the Skilled Council or the Jarashir as a whole what you saw so that people might believe you, it would definitely... A, turn heads, and B, maybe be a an excellent foundation for making an argument that what the Jarashir believe might not be the whole truth. It's true, but I don't know how I'd go about doing that. Yeah, Netta doesn't I, know either. Magic. Yeah, I mean, beyond... The fact that I am changed is... You know, obvious, but everything else would be hard. Is there anybody in the Jarashir that you can think of that might know about this? Or are they just as in the dark as, as you guys? Netta sort of says, If there were members of the Jarashir who knew of such as this, we would know. <laughs> well, I doubt that. But... <laughs> I mean, Jeremiah Payne knew it. And Sorry, Rashad. Um, and as soon as, and as soon as you know, y'all found out that he knew. And Netta will get 
very quiet at that and get a very kind of pensive look on her face. I... It may just be that that knowledge had been lost to time. I mean, so little is known about any sort of divinity in Tempest Rest Valley beyond, you know, the studies of the Divine Athenium. There, there could just be so many answers. And Mike, mm -hmm. uh, when I was doing research, like when I actually had access to Zenerva's library mm -hmm. when I was at the tower, like I know I was looking for specific stuff, but like how much of how much of what she had was like history of pre uh valley stuff like there's not a whole lot of that either right i would say give me a history or an arcana roll actually probably history okay. yeah let's let's see how much of it there was um hopefully uh what how's uh 21 do you 21 does me great well there is foundational stuff. There is very, very old venerated texts that are about the the foundations of like multiversal theory and like magical lore and things of that nature. But in terms of literal right. world history, very little yeah. actually. And now that you're thinking on it, that is strange. Like there's no political treaties or like record of nation states before this era and yeah the general yeah, excuse so you always got was just like well like what Zenerva had is what survived and like what few people yeah. were shepherded into the valley and then eventually gathered here that's what survived yeah if Pyrescale wasn't so overtly evil I would like Love to get a look at his library, but alas. <gasps> his library is probably bomb. It's probably so dope. Oh it's probably God, the dopest thing in this whole place. fucking valley. And Grawl could just cut it up and then we would know all of it. It'd be great. <laughs> exactly. And then I'd be a spooky moth boy and you'd learn none of it. That's, mm -hmm. Okay, that's both. But yeah, basically <laughs> like uh piping in with or chiming in with that, like you know, oh yeah, and that that makes sense because, like, I mean, a lot of information seems to have been lost when the storm wall went up. Generally speaking, yeah, I mean, there there uh, are histories of like cultural mm -hmm. stuff. Like, you know that the Srothheim right. dwarves have a long cultural history, uh, though it really has mm -hmm. nothing to do with the surface world. <laughs> so it's tough yeah. to extrapolate stuff from that. There yeah. are there are oral histories that have survived culturally. But it's mostly about, like, uh, cultural myths and legends, not necessarily, like, nation-state histories or the, like, histories of churches and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's mostly just traditions. Tradition? <laughs> um, when you were talking to Nitha... At the end, did you mention the living gate to her? I did not. Mm. Okay. Cherish, this is why you're my best friend. 
Uh, slash Elliot. This is also yeah. why you're my best friend. Do you say that out loud? Yeah. Oh. Netta will perk up at that and say, The Living Gate? Yeah, it was the last thing that Jeremiah Payne said before he died. Yep. Oh. It it was... Yes, that was something that Rashad spoke of. Mind you, I was very young, little more than a girl, when I was learning under him. He showed me that there was more to the world than simply accepting the power that the gods in triplicate would grant us. He showed me how to... Well, and she will hold up a hand and produce a, a small image there, and it is a rough, illusory sigil that is uh, meant to be the representation of Shamron the Wise. And Cherish, you would recognize that she's casting Prestidigitation. Oh, shit. Clerics can't do that. <laughs> and she, Netta, will say, I learned many things from my time with Rashad and his scholars. Mostly, he taught us how to see the weave. How to interpret magic. And to venerate it, for it is the energy that keeps us safe, that binds us all. Mm -hmm. So, what specifically is the Living Gate? Rashad spoke of it almost as a god unto itself. It was that which interprets itself. He called it the universal mind, the the omni-consciousness. It is the universe understanding itself. Okay. It is some sort of god, I'm unsure. God. Did he speak to... I'm trying to understand why why he mentioned it before he died. Clearly it was important. His research was wrapped up in knowing it, in understanding it, in speaking to it I'm unsure I'm going to assume that all of uh, Rashad's notes were destroyed after he was also as far as I know yes When I... Agni turned on him, even his most ardent students also did. I do not know if any of his research material survived the purge. 
that brings up a, a pertinent point. Agni Brandbearer, um, another auger bearer, is, according to Neta, the last or most eminent uh, student of Rashad, and he. It sounds like he's going to the Realm Scar, the one where Valor and Camion are. Or the one, yeah, where they're at. Yeah. Um, I know that it seems that Fair Aimseer is our next nation, but I'd like to try to get to the bottom of this, too. Opens up another potential route for us. And Netta will say, Agni was by no means Rashad's only student, but as I said, he's definitely the one that was the deepest in Rashad's trust. But something about what he learned made him turn on Rashad. That much is certain. Hmm. So he probably wouldn't be super open to talking to us about it. And Netta will just kind of shake her head and shrug and say, I do not know. Mm. Everything I know of the man would tell me precisely that. Mm. But I knew him best as yet another student, perhaps one older than I, but a student nonetheless who listen to the words, the heresy, the teachings of Rashad. <sighs> As you press on through the day, eventually you reach a, a point where you are pretty sure the uh, the old mage would be available to speak. You are rolling down a, a, a dirty, muddy road that has just been tossed by wagon wheels and uh, horse hooves and other <laughs> mount legs, because horses are by no means the only mounts here in the Tempest Rest Valley. You've seen the war drakes used in Drylands, and those aren't they're they're uncommon up here, but they're not unheard of. Mm -hmm. uh, there are also uh, huge birds called axe beasts, axe beaks, um, which are mostly used uh, south of Stormhaven in the the moors, but they aren't unheard of up here either. And of course, there are the giant goats and uh, rams that the dwarves and folk along the the mountains and hills use. Mm -hmm. But yeah, eventually you turn off to the road. There's a small desolate patch of land that you can use to call Zenerva if you wish. Perfect. 
Ah, uh, yes, this grubby little fields. Hello, god of our universe. She's not a god. <laughs> she's just a person. Queen, uh, savior of all people. Here. It's this yeah. kind of attitude that's gotten us into this mess. Oh, no, I 100% know and agree. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah, I take out the pocket watch. Um, hey, Zenerva, uh, we need to catch up. We have some information that we need to run by you. Okay. Uh, can I say that... Fuck, I was going to do this when we started. So the that one body of the cultist didn't disappear, right? Correct. Was it one of the ones wearing the masks? Yes. Can I have brought one with? Can I have brought the mask with me? Sure. You can say that you grabbed okay. the mask on your way out of town. Okay. That Thank would you. probably be something Sorry. pertinent that you would have grabbed. Yep. Um. Okay. So you send a sending spell to Zenerva Arkantol, mm -hmm. telling her, "Hey, we need to talk." Yep. You up? <laughs> I know I make that joke every time, but. It's Never funny told. every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Pretty quickly you get a response that says, I'll be with you momentarily. All right. She'll be with us momentarily. Anything we should talk about before she pops up? Nope. And as you I look mean, at each we're other, on the same page, right? <laughs> you're standing around having dismounted your horses, or are you all still on horseback? Yeah. I think we've dismounted. I, I meant, yeah, I imagine. Okay. And Darren Dunn is sort of like awkwardly off to the side. Netta is standing near Tirza, sort of in a protective position. And before too long, the image of. Zenerva, the old mage, appears projected in front of you from the silver pocket watch that Sid holds. She appears in all of her resplendent glory, white robes with gold trim, her strange triple-materialed helix staff held in one hand, clearly projecting the, the younger image of herself that you've seen before. Mm -hmm. As she sees the four of you, she will smile warmly. And, uh, say, it is such a relief to see you all awake. <laughs> and I think it is there that we're going to take our break. Yeah. And when we return, you are all going to have a conversation with the old mage. Yep. Mm -hmm. oh, great. Yeah. Greetings, my friends. I am Omantep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Here today to talk to you about a very fine magical item, very useful for your musicians on the go. Today I am talking about the bongos of 1,000 stars. From a distance you might mistake this item for a simple pair of bongos, the kind one might play while sitting around a campfire while somebody else strums an acoustic guitar. But upon closer inspection you will see that the heads of these drums are topped with twinkling starlight. While attuned to these bongos, you may use a performance check as an action, and if your total exceeds twenty, you may immediately cast the gate spell, but only on yourself. 
it is very useful for making a quick escape from those very bad gigs that go poorly, you know, the kind when people start throwing fruit and rotten books and lesser-known bards at the stage. Unfortunately, it does mean that you cannot take your band with you. But, you know, sometimes a bard's got to do what a bard's got to do to make it to the next gig. So, if you are a transplanar bard on the go, or maybe just someone who likes to slap at the bongos every now and again, please consider the Bongos of 1000 Stars. Now available at Duskwalker Import and Export TM for the low, low price of 15,000 gold. Anybody? Come on, you can play the bongos and go to another plane of existence. How fun is that? Ah, alright, well, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had trekked their way away from Wickmore's Landing. After some conversations on the road, some decisions about whether or not it's safe, when it is probably not, they turned off and decided to call the old mage. And Zenerva appeared, saying that she is very glad to see that you are all awake and all right. She stands yep. before you now, her projected image, giving you all a warm, if slightly brittle, smile. You know her life is one of constant toil and continuous sleep-awake ritual. Sleep-awake ritual three times a day. Mm -hmm. So her exhaustion can perhaps be forgiven. But uh, she smiles at you all, says she's glad to see you awake, and gives you all appraising looks. And finally, her gaze settles on Netta with a raised eyebrow. And she says, Ah, so Netta received our messages in time. Excellent. Yep. Been uh, traveling with us. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, uh, so something interesting happened the other day. Um yeah. You mean yesterday? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday. It was yesterday. literally yesterday. It was literally yesterday. Um, Where's my screaming jar? Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got atta we got attacked by um, more. Again. Yeah, by more assassins. Uh, they had the marks of the cult. Uh, however, they were wearing uh, Cherish. I believe you grabbed one. Yeah, um, so, like, I know that you keep saying that Pyrescale isn't involved in this, but, like, come on. And you show come her Come on. Mask. Yeah. And she can't touch it, so she won't grab it from you, but she will take a step or two closer to give it a inspection. She will sort of, like, lean her head to either side, never moving exceptionally far away from Sid, but she will say, I I don't know what to say other than this seems a little too obvious, don't you think? I mean, right? Like, it's like, it's like they're just doubling down on framing him, I guess? He's just so awful. Evil. And that too. 
it just sucks so much. There was also a creature with them as well. Um, yes. It seemed to be draconic in nature, although I'm not um, entirely sure what it was specifically. Um, ugly. It was ugly. It was ugly. It's. It mm. was able to switch from being white to black and... That will that definitely sucked. raise an eyebrow from Zernerva. So it changed. This is a this is a question for you, Mike. It changed colors. Mm-hmm. We saw it change colors. Okay. And it was trying to abduct Darren Dunn. Uh yes. I meant to ask. Is he not with you? He should be. I look around. Pretty- and he's sort of hiding behind your horses, kind of just like guzzling at a wine skin. Yo. Yeah, he's here. Hey, Darren. Uh, yeah. You want to join us over here? No, I'm good. <laughs> I yeah, love him. <laughs> uh, he he's busy. Um, He's uh, meditating. And the old mage yeah. will say, Dessel Darren Dunn, you will join us right now. And I mean, he's he's pretty busy, you know. I, I'd hate to... Darren Dunn will sort of like... Meditative trance. Kind yeah. of <laughs> slink around, shoulders hunched, still kind of like holding a wineskin close to his chest. He seems to be moving with some amount of shame as he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. It's like your mom just used your middle name. (laughs) (laughs) And Zenerva will give him a steely-eyed look and say, Did you do nothing to protect the young ones while they were being attacked? And Darren Dunn will say, Look, it's not my fault, all right? Because there's this thing, and it had a wand, and it pointed the wand at me, and then I was, like, moving around, but I wasn't in control, right? It was, like, magic. It it was, like, magic. And you could say it was I mean, it, magic. literally it, magic. It was literally magic. <laughs> and the old mage will give him an appraising look and say... It was a thing. Could you be a little bit more descriptive? And Darren Dunn will just kind of like shrug and say, I don't know, it was fucking ugly. Told you. I mean, we've talked to her about Abishai's before, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it basically looked like one without wings, so. Well, it had like wing-like appendages. They just looked like they had been clipped. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like yeah, essentially give that description. Right. Um, and Darren Dunn will shake his head when the like conjecture about Abishai comes up and says, no, oh, it wasn't I just said it him. looked like one. It just said it looked like one. You're not being very descriptive and we've talked to her about Abishai's before and it sort of looked like one. Okay. So as a basis okay. for... God, I'm just so done with him. And the old mage will consider it for a moment and say, perhaps some sort of half-dragon. Half-dragon, half what? 
it could be anything. Uh, half dragons are magical abominations, creatures made, not born. They are infused with draconic essence, and they wield some of their powers. Uh, would someone need to be to be a dragon to create a half dragon? Not necessarily. No, they would just have to have access to some source of draconic essence. So, I mean, it's pretty good. It, I mean, pyre skills gotta be that draconic essence. Again, it just seems too obvious. Well, I'm not saying it was necessarily pyre scale, but maybe somebody took the essence from pyre scale somehow. It's certainly possible, though just because pyre scale is one of the only living chromatic dragons in the valley... It is not to say that he would be the only source of draconic essence. Any ancient artifact sufficiently suffused with draconic magic could be a source. Uh, okay. Who are the other ancient dragons in the valley? Grawl, do you say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, That's he's thinking hilarious. Grawl, please say you say only. that out loud. Uh -huh. yeah. That's so good. Please yeah, say I, that I right that. now. I did. <laughs> Hold on. And the old mage will look to you and say, I'm sorry? I mean, you said one of the only. There's more. You did say one of the only. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bro, yeah, that's a really that. good point. Wow. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, hey. Good job, bro. Yeah, I'm smart when I try. <laughs> Where did this come from? And the old yeah, mage will say, there are a number of dragons that reside within the <laughs> Tempestress Valley. Mm-hmm. Most of them do not wish to have their presence known. <laughs> Pyre scale is definitely the exception to that rule. How many dragons? Just out of curiosity. At last count, I oh, believe okay. their number was 47. 47? How do they all fit? Aren't dragons really, really big? Well, I mean... You saw a pyre scale, they can they look, can look like they anything. Want. I guess that's true. Huh. Wow. Uh, are they... Lie, that's more what, than I thought they would be. Are they yeah. metallic or chromatic or a combination of... You'd have to assume both. Run the gamut. There are chromatics, there are... Some metallics, there are some that defy classification. What? Pyre okay. scale is by far the oldest and most powerful. <coughs> and Darren Dunn will... <coughs> yeah, bullshit. And she will shoot him a look. But they oh, all okay. noticed. Yeah, nothing. Okay. Just, just, just nothing. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you Anything? all see this happen. I just don't know if I was leaving space for you to react. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, anything you want to mention, Darren? Now that we're on the subject of dragons? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I'm good. You want to tell me one more time how my mom's probably dead to my face? <coughs> that was a fun conversation that we had. 
and <laughs> the old mage will, like, eyes going a little wide, will <laughs> look to you, Cherish, and then look back at Darren Dunn <laughs> and say, I'm sorry? Yeah, I think same. <laughs> like, same as the old mage. I birth mother, not Kalkin. I had assumed, but I my statement remains, and <laughs> Darren Dunn will just kind of like lowering his head will kind of say, "Look, I didn't mean for it to come out like that. All right, I just you know because I don't look. All right, yeah. You're not <coughs> Darren. You're not saying anything. You're not <laughs> saying anything." And the old mage will say, Darren, is there something you know about young Cherish's lineage that you would like to share? And Darren Dunn will say, Uh, no. I'm good. Look, when it comes to Cherish's lineage, it could be a matter of life and death for us. So That is a actually a really good point um and darren will say all i know is that you've got a letter and it's written by somebody and whoever that somebody is is not your mom that's what i know all right and 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 I don't believe you, so there's also that. Well, then we're at an impasse. Why? Wait, I'm confused. Why would you assume that the letter from Cherish's mother isn't from Cherish's mother? Because I recognize the handwriting, and I know who wrote it, and they're dead. All right? That's just it. Right? Well, but... Cherish's mother is in hell. Uh, no? Just... Yes! Okay, fine. But the person who wrote that letter is not in hell. That's not how it works. And how do you know? Because she was a good person. And good people don't go to hell. That's just empirically not true. That's just empirically not true. <laughs> you can go to the bad places <laughs> even if you think you're a good person. Uh, <laughs> and the old oh, man. mage get to is meet just Ted Danson. <laughs> kind of like staring at this conversation <laughs> happening very aghast and unsure of how to respond. Yeah, this is not the conversation I thought yeah. we were anyway, having. Anyway, this, no, this is not the conversation we were trying to have. It's just that, like, it came every up. fucking time. And Stepdads, am I right? <laughs> move to Darren and say, Does this have something to do with the Queen of the Vale? And Darren says, Yeah, maybe. Did he have his hands in his pocket and he's looking down at the No, he's kind of like box. clutching his wineskin, kind of like kneading it in his hands, kind of twisting it. It's clearly empty. Mm. He has drained it at this mm-hmm. point, but he's just kind of like twisting it between his two hands. 
Queen of the Veil. And was playing a smart character. The old mage will say, like me. You told me she died. And the the drunken half-elf will say, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's just what I'm saying. And the old mage will turn to you, Cherish, and say, The letter you have from your birth mother is yeah. written by... And she'll turn to look at Darren Dunn, then look back to you. Mr. Dunn is claiming that he had a relationship with the woman who wrote that letter? I do think that that's what he's implying. It's all rather confusing. Probably because he won't actually just come out and say it. So we're yeah. just going to make up absurd assumptions about him. And Darren is clearly wishing he had more alcohol in his hands. It's fair. Mm. And he'll say, I told you I was married to the person who wrote that letter, and she's, she died, alright? She never made it here. Oh, yeah. That was 500 years ago. Are you 500 well, years old? No, but I wasn't born here. What do you mean you weren't born here? I was born in, presumably in Kenya or Bator generally. And the old mage sort of gets a kind of smug look on her face and Darren Dunn just looks flabbergasted. <laughs> I told him Get that last wrecked. night. I guess I didn't. It made me very mad, so I didn't. I probably didn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Didn't really want to talk to him anymore. That's fair. I came to the valley through one of the realm scars. I mean, not like of my. I was a baby, so like you know, I didn't. <laughs> he wasn't like walk just through through a realm scar. Yeah, I didn't just pop in. But <laughs> that's essentially what happened. With a wave of Cherish's baby fingers, she tore a gateway yeah. <laughs> between planes and just kind of rolled through. So here's maybe a difficult question that uh, to the other three of you, and mm -hmm. one I'm not sure you'll be able to answer, is that are your characters aware of these facts? Um, uh, That Cherish was born in hell? Yes. A great question. I don't. Well, didn't didn't we all hear during the conversation with uh, Omatep about the letter and like how Cherish was taken out of hell? I think whatever? so. Yeah, okay. we were there so for that. I, it wouldn't okay. make yeah. that big of a like that far of a stretch to be like, oh yeah, she was born there. Okay. Yeah. No, that and, makes at sense least in my mind. Uh, so yeah, you we're all just so not phased by any of Cherish's yeah. shit anymore. You haven't seen the things I've seen, okay? <laughs> yeah, and I'm an open book too. Yeah. Like everything's even if... weird. Yeah, but Darren Dunn is definitely taken aback by this, as it seems is Netta. Uh... Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> Listen, 
Listen. Listen. She wants to roll. No. Let's roll. Don't fight. I don't care. I don't want no. to fight, but if she's gonna initiate something, then I will stand very far away and cast magic missile on her until she stops trying to hit me. Right. <laughs> she she also has magic missile though, you know that. Yes. I do. But I also have shield, so. <laughs> Who's to say she doesn't? Yeah, we don't know. Find out. Magic Please domain cleric, yo. The old mage will kind of fold her arms slightly, holding her staff in the crook of one arm, and say, Clearly this is a longer conversation that needs to happen. I guess. Cherish, your origins are important. There are things moving in the valley that are clearly aware of your heritage and deem it important enough to bend their wills towards you from outside the material plane. The same could be said about most of you. Mr. Dunn in his own manner believes what he is saying please don't fault him for his lack of manners despite appearances she'll say like giving him a just shade filled look the library is open <laughs> He usually tries to do good in the valley, albeit in a ham-fisted fashion. And Darren is sort of just like kicking at the dirt. But I have a feeling that this isn't why you called to me today. I was not. briefed about what occurred after you left the summit. Right. Mayor Zeke told me, at least in some detail, about what transpired. I assume you traversed into the Dreamlands. Uh, apparently. Yeah. I... Honestly, I had sort of already forgotten about that. I mean, we also literally forgot about it. We, yeah, we, we can't yeah. remember what happened. That's true. This is not wholly unusual. The Dreamlands itself is a bizarre place. I don't tamper with it myself at the risk of becoming lost in that absurd location. Tirsa is just like, looks at Grawl. Real cool ceiling in this tent. <laughs> I like it. We're outside, dog. Yeah. Right? We're outside, outside, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Did we ever set up a tent? I, we didn't set no. up a tent. <laughs> I'm thinking we, about setting we, up a tent. I'm we, we didn't about talk it. about it. Yeah. Tirza, around your shoulders, Sadigar disagrees about the whole not remembering it thing. 
I don't know what that means, though. I know you don't, <sighs> but that's the only way he knows how to communicate. I know. Because Stormpiercer definitely doesn't remember. Nope. That's so weird. God. <laughs> but the old mage will say, it's not surprising that you don't remember the time in the Dreamlands. Uh, you, Your dream selves live their own lives. It's a whole... It's a whole thing, she'll say very uh -huh. exasperatedly. As though she's, like, tried to unravel the mysteries of that place and failed. Yeah, Tirza's just, like, yeah. side-eyeing Grawl. What? Trying to, like, catch eye contact. What? What? Needless what? to say, it is a very dangerous place. And I would greatly appreciate it if none of you went there again. That's what I told them. They don't listen. But the question remains, yeah. she says, turning towards Grawl. <laughs> oh, hi. You goofed. <laughs> Why a member of your party chose to go there in the first place? Yeah, weird. Weird. Um, weird how that happened. Um, hey, Zenerva. Um, first off, I want to apologize before, um, I say anything else about the whole bowl for, for oh, is that what you're apologizing for, Grawl? I mean, yeah, I've, that's what I'm starting at. Uh, Side tracking and derailing the summit I worked so hard to put together for right. your own personal wanton needs to try to what well, take I, control of the entire Legion of Bone? Is that what you were trying to do? I'm, I mean, that would have been a very positive side effect, but no, that wasn't my intention. Oh, then you're apologizing for dragging three of your friends into the Dreamlands and possibly losing yourself. I did not drag anything. They went in their own we, volition. You can we, thank Mayor Zeke go, for that we, one. We, oh, I have had words with Mayor Von Zorovich. <laughs> oh, you yelled at him and we missed it? I'm so sad. Damn it. <laughs> I like that guy. But we... we, we yeah, She's mad, so I'm just sort of like, I mean, we did go in there, but we did choose to go in there, but I get why you're upset. <laughs> I mean, we chose to go in there because we didn't know any better. This is also true. <laughs> and it, it's still a bad and it seems to have been fine. I mean... I mean, we got out. Hey, we're still here. But... By whatever know. luck the old gods have granted you, then yes, you have returned. Oh, no, there's no luck. I've, I've got a key. I've got a key to the place. And she'll turn towards you. <laughs> My God! I need, to, I need to not talk. It's so you do it's you just... do such a good job of like hiding information up until right. a point. Yeah, <laughs> until it's and, really. And then important. you just can't keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> Grawl just looks at himself like, "What, guys? I'm furthering the plot." Right. <laughs> you have a key. Uh, yes, I, yes. Is anyone else hungry? How did you come into possession of such an artifact? Oh, okay. Uh, ta da! And I summon a sword. Oh, Cherish, you got snacks? <laughs> yeah, let's. Maybe we yeah. should. Um... <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Tears I mean, is I'm like not, not leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So, but... I mean, we have to listen to the. I mean, we can't I... go very far away. Like, we have to listen to the conversation, but like. <laughs> Close the pocket watch. Close the pocket watch. <laughs> oh, hell no. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't you dare close that pocket watch. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. 
She'll you can give me all the hats you want, my friend. Watch. <laughs> she will Looks stare like at you as you square. conjure, I'm assuming, in greatsword form? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she will say, what does your conjuration have to do with any of this? I mean, it turns into a key when we're there. So, you know. Your sword is the key. Yes. Grawl, I don't know if I'm going to regret asking this, but where did that sword come from? <gasps> I had always assumed it was some magical artifact that you had found, I mean, and that granted you arcane powers. I think that's not entirely untrue. You're 100% correct. It's also not like the whole truth. No, but it's not. None of it is wrong. Then what is the rest of the truth, if you don't mind me asking? Mm, okay, okay, okay. Um, found it in a big hill. Um, yep, found it in a rock in the desert, a big mesa. Took it. A mesa is not a hill. Anyway, continue. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know rocks. Basic rocks, geology, rocks. but, but where, where doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not a skill on my my character sheet. I don't have that. <laughs> where did the sword come from, Grawl? What is its origin? Oh, um, a library. A library. Yes. The sword that you found in a rock. Is from a library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, hold library? On, hold on. The big one. The archive. Alexandria. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you say the archive, she will pause, consider, and then look up at you. And her face is doing that thing where there is no emotion playing over it. Because she's just screaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's in he's her paused, paused the recording so that she can pace and be like, what the fuck? Then it will quickly snap over to... Well, at first, all you notice is the slight twitch in her right eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she will say, you are wielding an artifact that originates in the Archive. Mm-hmm. Is that bad? And Is that bad? you do this of your own free will. Yes. Grawl, I would like you to answer me truthfully now. To the best mm -hmm. of your ability... Mm -hmm. And she will turn towards Darren and say, and if he doesn't, could you please kill this hobgoblin? Ooh, okay. wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, okay. whoa, 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 no, whoa. No one's okay. killing anyone. Are you, or have you ever been an agent of the Archive? No, they tried to kill me. Got hit with lightning and stuff. Hurt. Do you serve the Archive's purposes? 
Which are what? The stealing of knowledge. Stealing. Why do you think we remember so little from before the Stormwall was erected? I don't know. We were actually talking about that earlier. Fun, yeah. fun coincidence. Anyway. Full loop. <laughs> so much has been stolen by that vaunted archive and its agents. They are a continual. Their efforts have single-handedly set back progress in this valley by at least 200 years. So I get then, the feeling I'm actively working against them, then. And she will look over at Darren Dunn, and Darren Dunn will shrug and say, I think he's telling the truth, I don't know. I'm too stupid to know, so I mean, like... Tears are like, pats his shoulder, like, oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> don't, don't agree with me on that. <laughs> Is is Grawl being honest? Read. What? As far as you know. the archive. Yeah. As far as you know, Grawl's being honest. Yeah. I mean, based on what we know of, like, character knowledge, that seems to be. Yeah. And he told us about that thing that attacked him. Yeah. 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 But there's also something from the archive. He's not from there. Calls it and cult. is being and is being imprisoned Jesus. there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then answer me this, girl. Mm-hmm. If you work at cross purposes with the archive, how do you wield an artifact that is from there? I just assumed that it was from there. I don't I go to the Dreamlands and it looks like the Archive, and I got there once when we did the whole, like, into the planes, clash, yeah, clash together, Mm -hmm. and that's how I ended up there the one time. Yeah, they tried to attack me. Other than that, it's just like a dream version. You found your way... This requires some study. I don't that I know precious little about the archive other than its mere existence and the fact that its agents work ceaselessly to undermine progress here in the valley and to steal knowledge from sources of learning and study. Is Phineas uh, Feinbrook one of those agents? I don't know. What yeah. I know of Dr. Phineas Feinbrook is that he has left a trail of destruction. The the agents of the archive I've never interrogated one. We've never captured one. I mean, I, I, I'm I, pretty sure he works for the Archive, so the sooner that we, we get rid of that dude would be, would be It's best. sort of worrying that he hasn't shown up recently. Yeah, yeah tell me about it. it's been a little bit. Perhaps he has finally learned that he cannot thwart you as you do whatever it is you're doing to... <laughs> Thwart him. I don't not. know. He has, like, that doesn't really he's sound. He's got like a him. really big ego. Yeah, he yeah, no. is. And we've mostly really... been been beating him like by sheer luck alone. 
and also and we haven't even really been beating him. Yeah, we've been just kind of avoiding his avoiding. yeah whole deal. So. I mean, I banished that one thing that was lurking Making over Grawl. Grawl. His face. Yeah. yeah. A lot's I happened. Rock at him. Or I tried. I tried to throw a rock at him. I don't think I hit him. <laughs> Leastways. We're the worst heroes ever. Grawl. <laughs> mm-hmm. If this artifact that you wield mm-hmm. allows you to traverse the dreamlands and is somehow connected to the archive, you would do best to be rid of it. What if I can get something from the archive? I don't know if it is worth the cost. Fair enough. But if I was looking for something, what would be a good 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 thing to look for? Again, Grawl I Alright, I'll drop it. What do you want me to say to go look for the source of the outer storm in the archive? Do you want me to sure. tell you to I, don't know. I mean do that. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah. I mean, if they've got everything, what's uh, what would help you? What would help me is what would help me is finding some origin to the planar disturbances that are happening in this valley. Okay. All right. If you wish to help, find a reason yes. why the realm scars are becoming more active. Find a reason why outer planes are protruding themselves into our home. All that being said, please don't do any of those things, because it require going to the archive. Okay, so... Via the Dreamlands? Got a key. I can't stop you. I can only tell you how dangerous it is. Oh, I know. It is warranted, I understand. He does genuinely seem to be aware of the danger. He was very upset with us when we we went in to go get him. Well then, Grawl, you have simply doubled my confusion as to whether or not you are simply brave or stupid. I think it's a bit of both, honestly, at this point. I'm working on the. I'm working on the ladder. Another, another pat on the shoulder, but it's like a good one this time. Yeah, well, it doesn't feel like a good one. The old mage will let out a long sigh. You can see her emotions playing over her face. It's like confusion and anger and just bone weariness. She is so tired. Like, every time we call her, it's just something else. And she says, Fine. Do as you will. I do not need slaves. I need heroes, and heroes require bravery. Perhaps you will find something useful. Is there anything else I can help you with? We were mostly calling to update you about the cult's more brazen 
attack and targeting of Darren Dunn? It is... Targeting Darren Dunn is worrisome. Again, I worry that all of these signs pointing towards Pyre Scale are simply meant to be a distraction, but I will look into the matter. Even if it means... Speaking to Pyre Scale myself. I know, I'm sorry. But in terms of the cult's brazenness, you're not wrong. They have grown more visible of late. Before it was simply rumors, now I have active reports of their ongoings. Both of the realm scars that we know of have significant cult activity around them. To the north, they are using that that wilding that Darren spoke of around Fair Aimseer. They are harvesting it for some unknown purpose. Sending creatures into that space to become savage and primal and then bringing them back out only to disappear into the Eastwood. Ooh. Ooh, that's not good. The dire Plague wasn't bad enough. They are perhaps using the Dire Plague in conjunction with this wilding, and it is Ooh. creating true <sighs> monstrosities within the Eastwood. Members of the Bark Watch are fighting them even as we speak. Oh, that sounds real bad. Yeah. And it oh, only gets worse to the south. The flooding that was reported in Amberfell Mine has spread. It is a marshland south of Fort Verge now. And there are reports of fiends erupting from those marshes. Based on what Camion and Valor have told me, I can only assume it is some kind of breach into the abyss. Demons ravage the countryside. They are being fought at every turn by agents from all over the valley, but it is getting worse. And to top it all off, it seems as though the cult has made some deal with one or another intelligence that is driving these demons. They work in conjunction. Is there any word um, from Stormhaven after Horus was sort of offed? Sort of. Well, completely. Yeah. <laughs> Stormhaven is in a state of... Party. Not to put too fine a point on it, but chaos. It is not a, a full-blown anarchy. The guild still impose their will over the town, but they are plagued with ceaseless arguments about who is to take control of the city. The true next true election was not for another year and a half. I mean, has a mayor never died during term? That has before? happened before, but that was... That was before certain guilds made it clear that they wished more control over the city council than perhaps they are due. At least among them, the Bard's Guild. Just about to say, yeah. 
And to top it all off, there is a killer loose in the city streets. Someone is targeting noblemen of certain merchant houses and guilds. The broadsheets are calling this killer the Harrowman. The Harrowman. He strikes fear into the hearts of those he is about to kill, and no amount of guard or haven guard presence seems to be able to stop him. Okay. The situation is dire, regardless of where you go. Rest assured, I have agents working every angle, but your presence, your your help, would be appreciated at any of these junctions. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make our rounds, I guess. And if you cross paths with either of the other Threadless... Talila Bleach Tongue or Judas Sun Palm, their help could be invaluable as well. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out. I am sorry that I bring such dire news. I mean, that's all we call you with, so. <laughs> I suppose it's about time I returned the favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, everything's been going to shit for a while now, so just got to keep on going. <laughs> Rest assured, I am working on trying to solve this problem. I and many, many others, you are not alone in this fight. Especially since the summit, there are many in true positions of power that are willing to lend you their aid. King Axehart of Srothheim, Brian Lady Lenato. I have been told that even members of the Archfey are willing to lend their aid. In small respects, anyway. Yeah. Well, guess we have to. We're heading to Stormhaven now. Um, we were originally going to just stop by and head up to Faramir's here, but should we take care of the water, uh, the the Stormhaven problem while if, we're there? If you believe you can. I don't know. We're not very politically savvy. I don't know what help will bring to a turf war. Well, it is the politically savvy folk that are engaging in that turf war, so your reputation precedes you. Certain doors will be open to you. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be prepared for at least well, 
I was about to say minor celebrity, but I would probably hike that up to moderate. Ned just said something celebrity. about a play. <gasps> oh, I had not heard about a play. I know that there are people who make tall tales about the activities you went through during the trials. I'm told there are tours of the square where you would appear <laughs> every year. It's just the square. I know that, and if anyone asked, I'd be sure to tell them, but there's always someone in Stormhaven looking to make a silver piece. I don't want to go to Stormhaven. <laughs> but if there's nothing else, I'll take my leave. Um, the only other thing I can think of is we saw uh, from the Bulwark of Bone as we were leaving uh, similar lights uh, as to when you perform the ritual. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Coming, Coming from, from the, bulwark. the Bulwark. Yes. Similar lights. Yeah. The Aurora that is produced during your yeah. ritual, My yes. Ritual? Yeah. Interesting. I will yeah. look into it this. Was... Yeah. Another yeah. thing to think about. Oof, nice one, Sid. <laughs> Fuck. This is good to know. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, that is some small bit of good news. Hmm. I'll look into it. If I find out anything, I will let you know as soon as I'm able. Okay. And All right. if you need anything from us, feel free to let me know. She will, like, laugh and say, Yes, could you please conduct an ancient and powerful ritual to hold back a terrible, elementally chaos storm so that I could get 12 hours of sleep? Yeah, we'll look into it. Okay. We'll probably learn it, maybe. We've half-assed rituals before, so... Oh, man. Uh, we'll ask everything. <laughs> and she will genuinely laugh at that and say, There we go. Goodbye, my friends. I'll talk to you again soon. Rest well. Bye. And her image will vanish. Netta has been very silent through all of this. Oh, oh, buddy, I know. Yeah. Darren Dunn has sort of slunk off to the side towards his donkey and rooted around for another wineskin. Yeah, sorry to put you on blast there a little bit, Grawl. Um, yeah, but... that, uh... Yep. I mean, I feel like that was mostly my fault, honestly. I... I mean, no, good to know that the archive is known outside and, of just you, and yeah, yeah. and warrants a, a, an instantaneous like just beheading. That's cool. It's cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't. We we would have, have stopped him yeah. from yeah. killing you. Would you? I don't yeah. know. And oh yeah, Darren like from a small distance away will say, "Oh, I wouldn't have killed you." Oh, there you go. <laughs> 
All right. Cool. Okay, we're cool. I feel better about myself now. <laughs> yeah, that was just as scary for me as it was for you. Oh, okay. cool. <laughs> you, you guys, I think Darren is like the best. <laughs> um, that's Olivia saying that. Tirza right. is like still kind of meh. Warm. <laughs> I think she's just mostly sad that he exists the way he does. <laughs> um. So yeah, what do you do now? I mean we have a decision to make yeah, and it's not going to be easy by any means Netta will look to you Tirza and say the oaths of a thunder god are clear where this is concerned. To stop things that come from outside the valley is our duty. Your duty. But does... And she will very much hesitate with these words. But does that duty even hold sway anymore? I can't help but think that that's only a, a momentary solution to a darker problem. And when you say darker problem, give me an insight check. Oh no, Olivia. Let's Come on. Well, I rolled real bad, but my insight is pretty good, so. Um, 15? You will see her eyes flick over to Cherish real quick before coming back to you. <laughs> I don't even know what to do about that. And she will say, I will follow your lead, Augerbear. Ugh. I don't... Netta, I... That's not... I don't know. I don't know what to do. You shouldn't follow my lead. I... I value your opinion as I value everyone here's opinion. I... I think we should reach a consensus. And I'm afraid I'm rather overwhelmed by... the situation. I think 
the first thing we need to decide is, is the goal of going to either the south or the, or the east wood, is our goal going to be closing the realm scar that we find there? I think that should be part of it. If that's if that's so, then closing the one near the compound was significantly harder than it was last time. And I only I think it's only going to get harder. So Since the people in Fair Aimsir, at least some of them, have the ability to train people to close them, it might be beneficial to go there first. But that's... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point. And from nearby, Darren Dunn, who has gotten a new fully laden wineskin, will say... And I was heading there anyway. Did I ask? Oh, good. Um, <laughs> it sounds like Valor and Camion need our help, but Camion is at least better first in closing the realm scars, so... I think no matter that Fair Aims here is where we're needed most at the moment. I think, I think it'll be most beneficial in the long run to hit that spot first. Um, just like you said, um, we can get more information on closing rum scars there, um, which would make closing the other ones easier. But obviously, it's not up to Cherish and I. What do you? What do you two think? Yeah, I'm just. I'm just putting out some pros and cons. Like, no matter what, like, every place needs help. So... Yeah. I mean, that's the most difficult part of this whole situation, unfortunately. I mean, it kind of makes whatever choice... Like, it, whatever choice we make is equally important. They're, they all need help. Hmm. So in a way, it almost doesn't even matter. Well, we're going uh, to Stormhaven anyways. We might as well like, yeah, we're gonna... be there for a day or so or what, what have you. Getting supplies, rest up, head out. Um, <laughs> uh, it is at least a three-day stay in Stormhaven because it takes that long just across the city. Fantastic. Like I said, it's about a three-day stay in Stormhaven. <laughs> um, so, um, hey, who knows? Maybe we can solve a mystery while we're there. Uh, <laughs> doubtful, but we'll Just see. Just stop in. Yeah. Stop a serial we'll killer. Do. We're here to solve a mystery. It's fine. You know us. We're popular. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, then... yeah. Because I, I, I always forget we have to go through the city to get to the other road mm -hmm. up to Enclave. I mean, I mean, technically, we could go around, but... Yeah, no. That would yeah, take no. even longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have to make this decision right now. But, you know. We should start thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. 
How long till we get to Stormhaven? You will get there tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Well, we can decide tomorrow night if we don't want to decide now. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like fiends popping out of the out of the ground and then the entire area being flooding or flooded is uh, kind of pressing. Because who knows where that's going to stop? I mean, as pressing as the dire plague plus the whatever wildness is around Fair Aimsir is also rather. It's true. It's true. Um, who is combating the fiends down south? Valor and Camion, and at least some of the Jarashir. At least Agna Torch uh, Brand Bear. Okay. Pretty sure some Rift Keepers are probably also down there as well. Yeah. And I'm sure some of the Thunder Guard. I mean, it's the like. Right. Dwarves said they had our back too. I'm not sure how close. I don't think that's very close to Srothheim, but. It's not were, not close to Srothheim. Yeah. Yeah. And if they it's were like, on their way back to Srothheim, then I'm sure they'd, you know, pass it through. You know, I don't know. I feel like we've got more allies in that place. Might be worth a go, but I could be totally wrong, as I often am, except for when I'm not. <laughs> I think we're going to have allies no matter where we go. Um, I know. It's, it, I'm just it's trying like... to give us the best chances. I kind of don't want to get impaled a la Rashad. I don't want to be a Rashad kebab. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be dangerous no matter what. And I almost wonder if we should go to the place we assume has less aid. Yeah. So that it doesn't get worse. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Hmm. So as you have this discussion... Yeah. Are you mounting back up? Or are you having this discussion just staying where you are? I think we should probably mount back up and Oh yeah. No. I okay. think we're like Move. I mean, this this seems like a listlessly like try like we're mounting back up, but we're like not actually like going anywhere until we're like, okay, we're at a at a you know, impasse. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. No. Oh no, I mean I I think we're there. I think we're like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> We've been talking yeah. for the whole day. We're at Stormhaven now. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Grawl's right. We can make our way to Stormhaven. And I don't know that any choice is going to be the right choice. So I think just making one is the only thing we can do. I mean, we could flip a coin. It seems rather, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Grass, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, 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 what do you want to do? I thought it seemed like people were pretty set on going to the Eastwood. Seemed like fine. we, yeah. 
right? As long as that's, that's cool. But we are going to try to solve this mystery in a three-day jaunt. I, just want, I, just I want don't to think it's possible. I don't. I mean, we're just going to be so, passing through. Yeah. No. I mean, are you talking about the killer mystery or figuring out how they're going to solve their debacle of who's Who knows? going well, to that, take control okay. from it? That's not something. Or how the cult is involved with the polit- the politics of Stormhaven. It just seems know. like a lot to deal with in three days. You never know. I mean, maybe we'll just stumble upon it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that does seem to be our modus operandi. <laughs> exactly. But I don't think we should necessarily uh, look for for that kind of stuff. Right. I'm just saying, if we see something, we'd be like, say okay, something. Problem solved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we scried to Lila and Neta, they were in Stormhaven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They could maybe look for. For yeah, Lila. Ah, uh, she's probably the murderer. That I mean, oh, it wouldn't that was, surprise you're not, me. You're not not wrong. at the camera. <laughs> My only, the only thing that would make me think it's not Lila, not to derail the conversation, mm-hmm. but if the killer is targeting, is specifically targeting noblemen, that doesn't seem like her, right? Because no. you know, bones are bones are bones. Yeah, yeah. like that's right. Yeah, right. No, no, they're bones Though, are gold. I mean, <laughs> nobles. Right? Is that true? Though, I hope is that true? I don't know nobles, if I hope it's true or I hope it's not true. Nobles hypothetically have a higher, higher like calcium intake, so like stronger bone density. So like oh, maybe it's maybe just high. Cl- <laughs> yeah, but they don't have any teeth because they brush their their teeth with lemon juice and pumice. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yep. <laughs> Girl weirdly knows that. So your decision yeah, at like, the moment is to this? not make a decision, or are you settling that heading towards Fair Aimseer is what you think you're going to be doing? I mean, I think Fair Aimseer is where what we're going to be doing. I think we've talked around the issue, and uh, I mean. It it seems, Cherish and Sid, your minds lean that direction, and I don't disagree that that's seems dire. So, the last we, we've closed two portals now, and it's been it's been we've been guessing. I'd I'd like to feel a bit more comfortable with it, and that seems like the place to learn how to do it properly. But again, only if that's our goal going forward with these with these missions, I guess. I mean, I, I don't see how we could not... I mean, there's so much like devastation happening because of them. I, uh, yeah. No, I I understand. I just I just mean again in terms of like again the, we have sort of sort of stumbled into the last two <laughs> that we've yeah. encountered. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and... the first one we went there specifically to go there. 
Yeah, but we but had no idea what we were doing when it came to closing. True. And we only closed it because there was a storm giant chasing us <laughs> and trying to come through the portal. But mm. the the point the point I'm making is is that like Zenerva says, we're not alone in this. There are other rift keepers and originally the plan was to just clear out the area so that there weren't cultists trying to stop them from closing the portals but if if we want our goal to be closing the rifts when we find them then i think it would behoove us to go to fair Aemsir to see if we can at least learn what we're doing wrong and what we're doing right yeah it just depends on what our end goal is If we just want to help clear an area, then we should go south. But if we want to close them, then we should go east. I agree. Yeah, Camion, Camion's down there anyways. He should be able to handle it just fine. And Valor. And maybe if we come across Lila, we can send her that direction as well. Yeah. If we can... Convince her. Convince her. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. she would love some demon bones. Yeah, hey. I'm sure oh. she would dig the hell out of. Some Honestly, that would be awesome. Oh God, bone devils. Oh, I can't okay. wait until she is ruler of this valley, <laughs> <laughs> and she can make so, me her queen. Places. Think of all the bones out in the storm. Oh. So as you settle on this. Netta is fallen back into contemplative silence, sort of listening over this conversation. Darren Dunn is kind of sitting on his donkey, waiting for everyone to take off again. Uh, sort of keeping his head down. Honestly, he doesn't want to get drawn into any more conversations, because every time he's tried to interject, someone has bitten his head off. Um, That's true. <laughs> he's really sad, Elliot. I'm really sad too. We're I, all, but I don't. Yeah. I get angry when I'm sad. <laughs> I don't drink. You can now. Oh yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. We haven't tried to Stormhaven. So you press yeah. on. Yep. Down the road, you continue for several more hours until it begins to grow dark yet again. It's not getting as dark as early as it was about a month ago, but there's still not a ton of daylight to be had. Eventually, you have to pull over to the side of the road, and it's just a lonely old stretch of road. You passed a couple of people on the day's ride, a couple of people passed you, but at least in this little area, there's no one in sight. As the stars start coming out, it is a bright, open night. The light pollution of the city is close enough now that it's maybe not as glorious as it might have been out in the drylands. On the eastern horizon, you can see the glow of the city after twilight. It stands out, and even from where you are, you can see kind of the dark smudge that consumes the horizon that is Stormhaven. During the day, you were able to see, like, pillars of smoke rise up from the industrial sections of the city, even from where you are. Stormhaven is immense, massive, a true metropolis. Mm -hmm. 
moons we got? Did we ever talk about that? Uh, there's just one moon. There's on one moon? Plane. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, sorry, I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, we have one sun too, right? Mm-hmm. One and one. There's sixty-five okay. suns. It's crazy. <laughs> nope. Oh, damn. One and one. So many. God, fill up the sky. One sun for one for each dragon in the valley. Actually, so weird. <laughs> Forty-seven. It's 47. an odd coincidence. Uh huh. Yeah, which begs even more questions about why uh, Pyrescale calls himself the last son of Tiamat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Especially because there's chromatic dragons, apparently. That's what Zenerva seemed to believe. All... Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're all female identifying. Could be. That's yeah. possible. Maybe he is Maybe literally the last son of Tiamat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, it's a technicality, or I don't remember what his voice sounds like, but <laughs> there are there are so many daughters of Tiamat, only one son. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to form a harem. Gross. gross? Not with his. Yeah, no. his no. Yeah. No. I wouldn't Ostensibly gross. I wouldn't put it gross. past him. It's still That's gross. true. No. I wouldn't put it past him. As you pull off to camp, the night <laughs> closing in around you, I'm assuming you're all taking watch again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same order as last time? Or do you want Netta sure. to take a different slot somewhere? Um... No, she can take the same slot. Okay. So Nenta will yeah. take first watch, then Sid, then Cherish, then uh-huh. Tirza, then Grawl. Grawl, is there anything you would like to accomplish this evening? Mm. Yes, but I don't know what. Cool. Well, sit on that for a little while. Yes. <laughs> Going to. Everybody give me perception day. checks. Sure. Dirty twenty. Dirty nice. twenty. Twenty three. Nine. Uh what would that be? Twenty two. I won. <laughs> the night is bitterly cold, but maybe a, a little less so than the night before. You're not ne- as near a river, though this road does run adjacent to the Haven Flow as it moves northward away from the city. But you're less in direct line with the winds coming off of the water and straight onto your face. The stars above you are brilliant. The moon is moving towards a full moon that will occur on Ember's End. There is... A low sound of... You don't even know what it is, honestly. Maybe it's the the thrum of the city in the distance. Maybe it's just the sound of your own heart in your ears. It's just this low kind of rushing sound. Maybe it's the river in the distance. As the night presses in, Netta takes her watch... Wakes up Sid. Sid, you take your watch for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. sitting out in the cold. I'm assuming you didn't light a fire again? I don't think so. Especially out here, you're way more exposed. Yeah. 
Your horses stake nearby, making low sounds. You rolled a 23 on your perception check? Uh, I got a 22. I did, 22. Oh, I think. I got 23. <laughs> <laughs> I win. <Me. laughs> you notice that the ground here is much drier than it was in the last place you camped. It's yeah. uh, this close to the city. It seems as though the, the moisture just doesn't stay as much. Don't know what it is. If your eyes aren't deceiving you, you stare off to the east towards your home, towards Stormhaven, and you could swear that in the distance you see the outline against the, the low glow of the city of Big Dragon. That huge statue that marks the western entrance to the city. Hmm. One of the five primals, those five enormous statues that some say predate the city itself, but act as signposts and uh, ways of orientation within the city. But other than that, your watch passes uneventfully. Hmm. Cherish, you are woken up, you come to your watch. Just kind of sitting out alone in the cold, nearby. Darren Dunn has had a massive cloak draped over him again. A light dusting of frost beginning to collect, making a small mound of him. You don't know if he's asleep or awake, but there's low breathing coming from there. Little puffs of steam escaping from beneath the cloak. At a certain point in the night, the deepest part of the night, you're kind of rubbing at your arms, you'll turn around and see on the cold, hard earth just in front of you, a white mask on the ground. With a strange, circular symbol separated by three vertical lines that run down. The mask is weirdly ribbed, but made of some unknown white material that you don't recognize. Uh, I look around. Do I, like, see anybody? Like... No, the night is dark. If lit by the distant lights of the city and the stars above you. Uh, is Luster out here with me? You think so? He usually stays pretty near, but he's not made himself yeah. actively known. Uh, I'll, in my head, I'll, I'll ask, did you, did you see, did you see this? There's no response. Uh, Maz? Silent. That's not good. I'm still wearing it, right? Mm hmm. What the fuck? Uh. 
what the fuck? You say out loud? Yeah. Okay. Looking down, that strange mask just stares up at you. The lines of the symbol on its face, dark and deep. There's I mean, no answer to your cry, though. Is there anything... Like, I picked up the mask. Like, I'll pick up the mask. Is there anything under it? Like... You bend over and pick up the mask. And looking at it, you can feel in your hands, it feels like shell. Like, like a clam shell or something. Like chitinous. There's layers to it that sort of flake in your hand. As you stare at it and, like, look, you glance up from the mask and you see across the campsite from you a tall, horned figure standing just at the edge of your camp. Ah! It's this tall, lithe figure with twisting horns coming up out of a muzzled face. Who are you? It just stares at you. Its skin gleaming in what little light there is. With a dull golden color. I said, who are you? And a voice from behind you will say, Tell me, Cherish, what do you know about angels? Um, that's a 17. <laughs> For religion. Divine creatures of celestial origin that tend to act as servants of the gods. Um, well, I didn't do, like, a whole lot of religious research when I was at the tower, but, um, they're, like, mostly, um, like, serve their chosen deities and act as, uh, like, anything from clear communication to simple oracles and omens to mo mortal folks. And as you're speaking, there's a layering to your voice as though you're speaking in stereo. And you quickly realize that the, the figure across the camp from you is saying the exact same words in the exact same cadence at the exact same time. But the voice from behind you will say, True enough, true enough, but you know, their original purpose was... As messengers, they would carry word from the gods and powers above to the mortals of the material plane. It is what I sort of just said, but anyway, I'm, I'm assuming now that was a rhetorical question. Thought of, yes. But think of me as an angel, a messenger. Okay. You know who I am, right? We've met. I, I remember. Sorry, you spooked me a little bit. I'm 
sort of <sighs> yes robin goodfellow yes i believe that's what zenerva called you more than that right you're like holding the mask in your hand and you can feel the etching on it mm. if another name i know you heard it Um, I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> Very well. And a hand from behind you will reach out and take hold of the mask. Do you let go of it? No. Okay. In that case the body of Robin Goodfellow will walk slowly in front of you as though you are holding hands in some kind of dance. You are joined by this mask. He will kind of do a little saunter out in front of you. His wide face cut with a smile, his eyes gleaming maliciously. His strange three-pronged ears flared against the moonlight. When he stops, you can still look to your left and see the tall, horned figure that slowly glows with burnished gold. But Robin Goodfellow stands in front of you, smiling, his teeth gleaming as well in the light of the moon. And he'll say, I came to the summit for, well, a number of reasons, but mostly it was to deliver a series of messages. Like an angel, you know. Uh-huh. And I did have messages from the Archfey to you. They said something about not wanting to get involved, about having nothing to do with the, the trials and tribulations of Bartor, but <laughs> don't you know, that all has rather gone out the window now. Why is that? And he will smile at you, and then look over to the right towards the tall figure, and then look back to you and say, let's just say that I've seen a new angle on things. Seen what is possible. Seen more of, well, you. You're being incredibly obtuse, and it's uh, it's making me very nervous. <laughs> well, and more than a little agitated. Cherish, I am an archfey, you know. It's sort of the whole thing. But that's neither here nor there. My point in coming to you tonight was that I still have a message for you, though perhaps not the one I 
originally was sent to give. Would you like to hear it? Okay. Yes. Excellent. Well, here it is. A message in four parts by Robin Goodfellow. Treat with the Lord of Bartor. Seek out the blood war. Trust only in the children of Avernus. And most of all, trust the one that would call you sister. May I ask who that's from? Why, it's from me. And he will, like, guide your hand upward so that the mask is sort of resting between the two of you, blocking out his face, the symbol blocking out his face as you stare at it. And he'll say, Pock! Does that ring any bells? Is that doing anything for me? And as he says that word, you wake up. The night is cold. You're stiff. You seem to have fallen asleep during your watch. And resting in your lap is a white mask. that cracks and crumbles as soon as you touch it. Ah. Fading to white dust that blends with the icy ground. Maz? Yes, child. Okay, you're here. I just, I just had a weird dream. That's all. I couldn't, you weren't there. And I am here now. And I will always be here for you. Thank you. And as you sort of stand up and back away from where you'd slumped, again, that dust that you brushed off yeah. of yourself scattering to the ground, you can see now that it doesn't blend quite as well as you originally thought. It, it catches the light. And it spells something. Oh, what does it spell? And it says, with a question mark, You think that thing you wear is a forge-bonded item? <gasps> and I think it is there that we are going to end tonight's session what? What? of Material Components. God bless America. Because as <laughs> God always, bless us, everyone. <laughs> you can find us online on Twitter at matcomrpg. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. 
We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, where I will be, because of podcast time travel nonsense, uh, where I will be just reeling and gnashing my teeth until when you can all hear this. <laughs> because, what the fuck, I did think it was a forged bonded item. <laughs> I thought that was the whole thing from the beginning. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> um, you can find me not having an existential crisis at Cry Out Olivia. Um, I'm just tickled by everything that's happening right now. So come hang out and be tickled with me. <laughs> um, there will be no tickling. Uh, <laughs> over on my Instagram or Twitter, um, which is at the Redemus. Um, yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, tell me things I should have said instead of like, uh, yeah. Um, anything. <laughs> no, else. that was good. It was oh, all. Yeah, perfect. it was good. Um. I Oh, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was just going to say any conversation we can have with the age where we just freak her the fuck out is like a good one in my book. So, oh, all yeah. of them? Yeah. So, so all far, of them. Yeah. So all of them. Yeah. We're, we're, we're about a thousand right now, okay? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and uh, instead of contacting me on social media, which is something that is just not necessary, what you can do is go to whatever uh, platform you are consuming this podcast and rate our show. Please, please, please do this. We'd really appreciate it. And if you include in the subject line a name of an NPC, who knows? Maybe we'll actually we'll 100% put it in the podcast. It's true. Uh, I will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please, please do that. Um, we're really excited to start putting those names in in the show um and we're really excited to hear from you guys um so yeah listen forward to hearing from you it's definitely not because i'm a lazy dm who doesn't want to come up with more bullshit fantasy names oh no it's because we love our fans it's it's because we want to stop using fantasy name generators i was gonna say that sounds sarcastic but i also think that mike probably loves coming up with bullshit fantasy names so i really do yeah but least ways you can find me on twitter at mk gargoni where i am constantly coming up with bullshit fantasy names (laughs) and of course you can find our good good friend omatep duskwalker which is another bullshit fantasy name that i came up with (laughs) over at npc underscore an because even when he has sworn off all dealings with Puck, the Prince of Fools, he is, of course, an important NPC. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. As always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Have a good whenever it is you're listening to this. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>